0: what's going on everybody i'm kevin from cigar prop and each and every week we come to you live on the i tap that cigar show on our youtube channel we interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world and then about a week later we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms that's what you're listening to now we try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it but, if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But, if you want to continue listening to it, thank you, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on everybody? Welcome to the I That Cigar Show presented. By Corona cigars, always. I'm your host, Kevin, from Cigar Prop, and I am coming to you. I'm still in the Drew Estate Experience Asset Studios. I'm in producer Jessica's chair, so this is where Jess- producer Jessica broadcasts from each and every week. Uh, well, her sound, anyways. So, uh, um, yeah, my laptop—it's doing a thing. So, producer Jessica won't be with us tonight, obviously, since I'm in her spot. So excuse the mess. Don't be trying to zoom in on my stuff either. I'm trying. I should have just went through that. I don't think I have anything important showing. There are some bills there, though. Don't look at my bills either. Care. Co-host Care Viante, Stogie Road Cigars. Freaking out, Care. You know, I don't like change. I hate
1: change. It's all right. You're in a very, very safe spot. I
0: am. I'm in I'm in. literally in my safe space.
1: Do you so, have any uh, others? brothers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old Saturday night that's old Saturday yeah. night live skit. Um is it the uh two or three person uh that does or does it matter? Uh, the, uh,
0: so so yeah, so on the uh, um uh uh yeah, it'll be the three person all night. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, no. uh, oh um, no,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you saying two people, three people. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah. Uh, I'm a little so, slow tonight. But yes, Kevin, how are you doing in this? So yeah, no, no,
0: yeah. Normally, normally I only run uh Jessica's uh, oh, this one when it's just us for like the opener, um, the other right. two people One, if it's just us for like an hour or so, we'll cycle through those. Okay. Yeah. When it's just of. me and you on the opener, we just run this
1: one. Okay. I didn't get so, the memo. Jess. So
0: I, yeah. Jess did not. She just said, Hey, Care, you're on tonight. And then that was it. Banners and came.
1: tickers. Yeah. And I just jump right into it. it.
0: That's it. You know, No training. That's no what I'm training. training. it's all about. Yes. So uh, I hear you lighting a cigar. I need a cigar. Um, I haven't, um,
1: I'm using yeah, this thing here. I smoked, here. One, for I smoked one
0: for breakfast. Oh, our new uh, AR-15 lighter. So uh, that thing is a beast. So, I, there, yeah. I,
1: I, lit, I, lit, I I lit my cigar from like across the room. Yeah. So, well, we'll
0: get right into it with the uh, Cigar Medics humidimeter Cut and Light. Where is it? Remember with the Cigar Medics humidimeter? you'll always know when to hold them. And know when to smoke them. And I am smoking. I had my, I, I didn't know what I wanted to smoke tonight. So I have, which is uh, probably my favorite, uh, the Cohiba Black, It's what I smoke. Yeah. It used to be what I smoked the most of. Right now it's being tied with the, uh, the Cohiba uh, Nicaraguan. And then I do actually, I just smoked one of these and did a video, um, like one of my breakfast videos, or actually it was at the end of the day video, The uh, the Cohiba Connecticut. This is a fantastic cigar at the end of the day. That's a really Um, good cigar. And um, so I've decided tonight, though, to start off with the Cohiba Red Dot. Um, But, you know, we we spent some time at the the Great Smoke this weekend, and I've actually talked with a a few manufacturers there. And um, like I said, over the past, let's see, I am, oh, yeah, 68%. So remember with the cigar medics meter, you always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. So over the past like year, I've been uh getting into smoking lighter cigars late at night. You know, you've been hearing the uh you know, everybody, oh, you start off light and you progress yeah. darker during the day. And I have been the complete <laughs> opposite for almost a year now. I've been smoking dark, heavy, full-bodied cigars first thing in the morning, yeah. Um, and then progressing to a lighter cigar. I mean, I've really been digging just a a lighter connect well, i mean a spicy connecticut when i find yeah, yeah. one i don't i don't want you know one of your typical connecticut <laughs> s-
1: super light but uh yeah no i'm That's with you i've been alternating you know i i've been doing a little bit lighter in the evening i i do i mean i do like start my day off with a really bold cigar i just do yeah um but i'll mix it up depending on the mood i'm in when i get up but uh, I'm smoking a gringo tonight because, you know, I've, I've been smoking some some darker, heavier, spicier cigars, and this is just enough mellow and spice to end the evening.
0: Oh, right on. Yeah, I've, uh, I don't know, my palate's about, uh, well, it's doing a lot better now. It was fried when I got home Sunday. from. The I can
1: imagine. you have a good time? We had
0: a great time. It was actually yeah. fantastic. Um, got to hang out. I mean, just so many people. You know, the Holtz, I finally got to meet Sharon Holtz um nice. yeah you know to see robert again it's always a great time whenever we're gonna hang out with you know matt booth uh mm-hmm. jonathan drew all those guys just to uh, shoot the shit and catch up to see with what what they're doing um, so you're so, hanging out
1: with the amandola family cigar folks
0: yep uh chris and jeffrey
1: uh who, and who, apparently uh, attended a polo match
0: yeah and almost killed mickey peg that'll be a few we got mickey on uh, in like june so everybody will mind hey
1: yeah
0: he might not want to tell that story About how he almost died But maybe you never know Mickey's a cool guy um, and, actually, and then we, I got to yeah, I got to catch up with Boston Jimmy So um, oh, good old Boston, ba- ba- Jimmy. Boston Jimmy was telling us all about His uh, um, His fundraiser for uh, Autism Speaks uh, mm-hmm. Boston Jimmy's son Just became a doctor um, I guess specializing in autism research From what I It was very loud Very loud So um, But to To celebrate uh Boston jimmy and his son uh, dominic are going to climb mount fuji um this uh july i believe june or july must be july it's right after right after right before pca not 100 sure um but they raised the uh they set a five thousand uh dollar goal to uh to, to climb uh, they're going to climb mount fuji they're going to plant some flags uh, they're going to do some things so uh in the video description below the podcast description if you're listening to this is the link to Autism Speaks, the, the fundraiser page that Boston Jimmy has set up. The only thing I ask, that they'll have a name recognition box. Type in Cigar Prop. So if we get the most money raised from one individual or one company, Boston Jimmy has agreed to take one of my lighter bleed tools to the summit of Mount Fuji and just hold it there. Um, so when he comes back, I... <laughs> I am going to auction it off for uh, for charity, and you'll actually have the only lighter bleed tool that has been butane lighter air bleed tool, to be precise, that has ever been to the top of Mount Fuji, and most likely will ever go to the top of Mount Fuji. So, yeah, cigar prop in the uh, the name recognition page.
1: I thought it could be something like you're going to play in a cigar prop flag or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean that—that that might. I mean, depends on how much money we raise. You know, he—he he talked about ra- planting flags, so I don't know. I mean, it would be cool to have a cigar prop flag at the top of Mount Fuji. So, but, you uh, realize the
1: summit's not the top.
0: I thought those were the same thing, care.
1: No, I don't think so. I think the summit is where is where you stop. I, think, I don't think it's the top. I, I don't. I, I could be wrong.
2: But
1: could why be would wrong. they?
0: Yeah, why would they call it the summit? Why wouldn't that be the top?
1: So, I I I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and if, if I am, uh, oh yeah, it's called the highest point of a hill or mountain.
0: Okay, yeah. right, right on. So right.
1: I I always thought a summit was kind of like the the this the the highest point that you could that that you could actually go to without. Going to the tippy top of Mount Fuji, okay. like there's not going to be yes. a picture of Mount Fuji, someone's going to fly by and there's going to be a flag on the very tippy top.
0: Yeah, it. I, I, you know, I, I'll be interested to see what the top looks like. I'm assuming it's like a pointy pyramid, so I don't know.
1: Yes, um, with a big flag on yeah. it's going to say, yeah, with a big flag,
0: many flags. So, all right, <laughs> um, we're running, uh, running, uh, coward. Right. This one, Jessica, this don't produce, Jessica keeps us on track. She's Where are snapping you, her fingers from this chair? So, whenever you hear people snapping the fingers, that's her I'm in this sorry. chair. So before we bring on our to guest tonight, we want to take a moment to thank all of our show partners, J.C. Newman, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola I said that. See, I, I normally have these right in front of me. I'm off to the side here. We're going to start over. J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amandola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, Jake White Cigars, illusione Cigars, Deep in Flavor, Deep in Your Mind, K by Karen Burger Cigars, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. I, I hope this Cohiba Red Dot is not an expensive cigar because I'm in love with this thing. Um, I've, so yeah, um, all right. So waiting patiently in the Experience Acid green room is Sean Williams of Cohiba Cigars. Hey. Sean, welcome to the show.
2: You guys could give me a little intro, man. I'll kick
1: back this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, normally we do. Normally I'm a little i I'm just combining. No, we're them. good. We're
1: good. We're good. Jessica's yeah. not here keeping yeah. us on track. Oh, I, I, I was enjoying the banter, man.
0: Uh, this Cohiba red dot. I, I like what what does this run?
2: 20-ish. Ah, I knew it was uh, But pink. but I will say this. It is it is the original US Cohiba release. Yeah. So that, that was a little bit easier to find on specials here and there. And, uh, okay. There.
0: Well, don't let anybody uh, anybody listening pick that up. That's that's. No, no, listen,
2: listen. That that's I,
0: I, I I'm in love, like I said I'm in love with it. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic Thank you. cigar. So, you've had it before though, right? No, no, that's my first. Uh, I I had really? this one's been sitting in my humidor for like two years. So I wow. I always smoke the black. I mean, like I said, other than that, the Nicaraguan has been i think maybe over yeah, the last cigar. six months i think i've smoked more nicaraguans than the black but over my lifetime there's right. nothing i've smoked for than than, than the black so
2: so um, so the red dot um that's uh like that's the og i mean it has a, a, a authentic cameroon grown in uh in in you know, central africa um uh, very classic blend, man. Uh, a Binder is uh, is Indonesian. Filler is Bolivar Cabano, so it's not it's not a a whole lot of bells and whistles under there, but it it really allows that that wrapper to really really just shine through. And it's like it's it's hard you if you like Cameroon, it, it's hard not to like that cigar.
0: Oh yeah, maybe 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 take it out of the the the, the aluminum tube. Save like fifty cents. I don't know. Um, do do they they all come in tubos or they they come separate versus the the,
2: the toro size comes in the tube? Oh, does come in the uh, the Robusto doesn't. Um, the um, uh, Corona Gorda comes in uh, crystal too. I'm trying to think if we have any other uh, packaging differences. That's the only one that's in the aluminum tube, though.
0: Yeah, okay, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Care you know I know you got the show notes but we're gonna we're gonna dive away from uh, from the notes for a second. Well, I want to talk about packaging before we go back to our notes and then I'm ta- I was talking with uh, um, Mickey Peg of All Saints Cigars uh, th- mm-hmm. this weekend down at the down at the Great Smoke mm-hmm. um, and just just chit chatting packaging and uh, and and I told him I said my 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 goal would hope to be one day to see the cigar industry move away from. Packaging that you know, um, so many boxes, so many boxes, so much, you know, waste. Um, If it was up to, if it was, and I told them, I said it's going to take one, it's going to take one big brand to make that decision, and then everybody's following suit. No big brand wants to be the one that goes to cardboard or goes to some kind of durable paper or the old dress boxes. If it was up to you tomorrow, they said, Sean. Do you want to move away? Cuz your box your boxes, nobody has more beautiful boxes than Cohiba. Nobody.
2: So you probably know the answer before you ask the question, right? So, yeah, would you would no, you be man. willing? And I and I, and I I get what you're saying. And yeah. uh and you know, I've been in this business 17 years, I've but you know, I've had I've experimented, experimented with every version of packaging you you can talk. When I launched my cigar brand 17 years ago, um I basically had these cedar crates that the cigars have come in to sort of, you know, uh, be more efficient on the shelves and whatever. Um, I don't think I've ever done cardboard packaging, but I've done, you know, the plants or the coffin, um, uh, you know, natural wood boxes. I've done piano, you know, and of course with Cohiba, just forget about it. Right. So, so I, I've had experience that sort of every version of packaging you can think about. And what I found is contrary to people, what people say, you may, you're an outlier. You're an anomaly. Like people, it's something about the unboxing that is important. You know, it's 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 like it's like my wife. I can give her these beautiful earrings, but she's more excited when she sees that sort of funky blue Tiffany box, right? Like yeah, you know, or when people open up a new uh, 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 pair of uh, uh, Beats uh, headphones or or like people love the unboxing, man. Like like. I'm like you know, I mean, and, and and what's worse for me is like, as many cigar boxes that I get sent here, I hate throwing them away. Like they pile, like 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 a cigar, they pile up and pile up and pile up, <laughs> and eventually I gotta get them out of here. And and, and so I, I it, it pains me, man. But I don't think we can ever get away from it. It's certainly not cohesive. We can't get away. from no, I, I, I
0: Kevin,
1: Kevin, you do unboxings. I,
0: yeah, yeah. I, love I you know, mean, how ironic is, is yeah. this? Yeah, I, I could pull them out of the cardboard. But yeah, I mean I can understand Cohiba's never gonna change. Beautiful. You know, even like Rocky Patel, they they got their new one. It's got- I don't know
2: who I don't know anybody's gonna change. Not, not not any of the brand. Well yeah, man. We I mean, everybody will sort of have to hold their breath, hold their hands, and jump off the cliff at the same time. And I yeah,
0: just... I I think so because because you know Rocky... there's only gonna be
1: one that's gonna hang out and not yeah. Jump.
0: You know, Rocky's <laughs> got some lines. Rocky can switch over some lines. Perdomo can switch over some lines. Padron's never gonna switch. You know, uh, mm-hmm. same with Cohiba. You know, such the beautiful boxes. Honestly, Padron yeah. may
2: have, of all the companies they may do the best job with boxes because they've had this uh, this box trade in program yeah. for years uh, to where they actually oh, take oh do they? Things. Yeah, so they're one of the few that sort of figured that out. Okay, so I don't recycle. You would appreciate this, man. Uh, uh, You go to Canada and buy cigars. Yeah, you walk into the humidor and everything is plain packaging. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Horrible. Everything looks the same. Yeah. So, so it that really makes you appreciate packaging. But they're still in wooden boxes, though. No, they're not. They're they're cardboard.
0: Oh, are they cardboard? Mm -hmm. Okay, I thought I saw a few because maybe that. Oh no, that was back when they were like the big warning labels that some of the manufacturers had to stick over the, uh, the yeah. box. So no, it's a heavy thick yeah. cardboard, but it's yeah, it, it, the cardboard. All
2: right. All right. Maybe we can learn something from
0: our Canadian brethren,
2: you know, we're not going to um, learn that. That's that. That's what we're yeah. not going to learn. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can learn how to make better maple syrup. We can learn you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the second language. Syrup we're bacon. not going to learn how to make those ugly ass boxes. Yeah. So, so, all right. So where, where,
0: where are you coming from tonight? Where's that beautiful place at?
2: I live in uh, the Atlanta area. I live in Smyrna, Georgia, which is uh, familiar with Atlanta. I'm yeah, on yeah. The, the west side of, uh, of the perimeter. I'm literally 20 minutes from my door to the state capital downtown.
0: Oh, well, is that is but, that your is that your house? Is that your like backyard? Yeah, it's, it looks, well, oh, it it looks beautiful.
2: beautiful. Thank you. Well, it's not my backyard. This is uh, um, my friends' coined it as the grotto. It's like a sort of a courtyard that's covered. Uh, I've Got a little fireplace here. Um, so this is uh this is this is my lair. This is a no you no kids are allowed here. Yeah. Uh, yeah on, 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 only the only the gentlemen. Well, not only the gentlemen.
0: But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a big sausage fest in the grotto, Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. nobody <laughs> wants that. Yeah. So, 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 you, so you look like you're 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 doing yeah. You're you're doing, right. you're doing well. Um. Uh. A, a, this weekend, you know, down at the Great Smoke, everybody's got a Sean Williams story. You're probably one of the most respected. Members oh, wow. of, the, of the cigar community, like I, I heard it, oh, wow. you know, and, and it's not me bringing up, hey, we got Sean Williams on the show, but just your name had just come. You guys weren't even there, and your name had come up. Do you no. ever look back at that young Sean Williams in middle school, marching down the street playing your tuba um, in the <laughs> marching band? You ever think that if you'd have just stuck with it, like how much of a better tuba player you'd be right now? You know. Uh, <laughs> That's a uh, like just just like there are are not a lot of not a lot of tuba players. I'm just
2: uh, do, you, do you? That is not that is not what I was expecting. That's not where that question was supposed to go, man. Um, your,
0: your good buddy uh, Craig Vanderslice filled me in that you were a tuba Craig. player.
2: Yeah, yeah, I played. Uh, uh, I was I, I played a uh, tuba bass horn as we called it. Uh, yeah, middle school uh, marched in a band in middle school, but in high school uh, couldn't do. Um, uh, marching band and sports to the degree that I'm, you know, basketball, football, track. So, uh, so I only took band classes. I didn't actually march uh, uh, in, uh, in middle school, I mean, high school and uh, didn't, of course, you know, as, as an adult, uh, uh, when I decided to revisit music, instead of playing the bass horn, I played the bass guitar. So oh, Okay.
0: Part. So, so you haven't picked up a, uh, cause I said, cause we already have like in the cigar world, we already got Nick, Nick Perdomo on the drums. We got uh I, there's I think several
2: bass players though yeah, like, a like of these
0: players and, and, and all
2: some. of the other bass players are exponentially uh, better than me. I mean yeah, uh, a-, a-, a Flores is a world class bassist. Uh, Pete is a solid yeah. rock bassist. Matt plucks around on the bass as well. And there's somebody else I'm forgetting about. So yeah, there's 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 a there's a there's no shortage of bass players, but there's yeah, no I mean, tuba
0: man. players. I'm just—I don't know—and
1: there, and there is no band camp story, Kev, Before you get to yeah. the next question, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely no, no band. Hey, I grew up that time
2: in <laughs> New Orleans, man. Band camp was—it was a different thing, man. That was a different thing. So <laughs> let, let's
0: let's let's talk about it. You grew, grew up in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know you're back and forth, New Orleans, Los Angeles, wasn't it? But uh, basically, grew up in in New Orleans. Oh, you
2: you've done some intel, man. Look at that! Wow, I'm impressed.
0: So, uh, what's it, uh, what, what, how, you know, I, how did you, how did you be, yeah, I don't know how to word it with, with I don't want to be disrespectful to, to New Orleans Come or on, anything man. else. How, how did you up. grow up? you a single mother of four. How, how, how did you grow up to be where you are? I mean, straight and narrow. I mean, you're just a, a model citizen and young African-American boys, single mothers growing up in a town like New Orleans. You're not always, you know,
2: the, the outcome. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. um that's a good question, man. Uh I, I, I think um some of the youngest of four boys, and um and all of my brothers have uh not only college degrees but advanced degrees. Uh one is retired military, another served in the Air Force. Uh, uh my oldest brother, he took a lot of twists and turns before he got himself together and whatever, but he's the most degreed of of, of all of us. But they, they all eventually got there but they, they, they took a, a few twists and turns along the way so I I, I I could sort of see the examples in front of me right um so that kind of helped right i had had, had three uh my, my brothers are much older than me the closest one to me is eight years older then one is ten years older than 12. oh wow years older. so so um so i i got to to have them you know sort of uh um you know feeding into me right um, and, um, you know, a mother that was, you know, she was a dreamer, right? Uh, um, and, um, you know, moved around a, a good bit. And as a kid, you just kind of go, okay, we, we're going to California this summer, great. But I, I think ultimately that may be, if there's one thing, that may be the one thing I think that, that made a difference. Like, I, I, I say it should be mandatory that every uh, uh, citizen who can afford it, obviously, should travel. Like that just opens your eyes, changes your perspective, makes you look past the situation that you're in or the things that you uh, view as conflict, right? Like it it puts things in perspective and you guys are in the cigar uh, world. I would assume at some point you've been to Honduras, Nicaragua, uh, uh, some of the underdeveloped countries that, that, that are responsible for bringing us this incredible tobacco and cigars. Like, like you, you just get a different appreciation from, from, whether it's a place that that is uh, uh, underdeveloped or whether it's a place that's that's more advanced than where you are, um, meeting different people. Uh, But I think it just helped, man, just kind of going different places when I would come back to to New Orleans. I I, I didn't feel trapped. I didn't feel limited, you know, because I knew there was, you know, uh, a big world out there because, you know, my mom took a stab at trying to, you know, uh, let me see what she can let me see. And uh, I think that's just, the biggest thing I can thank my mom for it. it it's
0: that, you know, and, and Karen, and I have not traveled yet. Uh, I'll, I'll be down in the Dominican Republic <laughs> in okay. June. I believe that'll be my first time down there. Um, uh, and then uh, I'm hoping uh, that they, they kick off a, uh, a uh, uh, Drew estate with their tours in Nicaragua. You know, we we're supposed to go like two years in a row now and because of COVID and then everything's still going on down there. I haven't been yet. So I, I can't wait. Cause I do want to
1: see, you know. Yeah, COVID killed a couple of trips. I was I know this year we're looking at going to Nicaragua to the factory, but like you said, Kevin, it was you know, supposed to go to Honduras one time, that just turned out to be a big flop. And then COVID hit and it's like you know, and, and, and it, it that definitely puts a big damper on things.
0: But 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 I do want to see you know because um, we all you know we all have our little complaints you know about about cigars and being in the industry whether it's shipping or you know why is the delay why is this going on mm-hmm. you know that's I do want to visit the factories I mean seeing pictures and videos there's no way they can do that justice but just being there speaking with the people yeah. you know I, I think it'll put it in the perspective a little bit more.
2: You know, it, it, it it it's it's going to change your appreciation for. For this, I, I, I promise you. I mean, for me, it was it was it was almost a uh, a spiritual experience the first time I went. Um, just like I was just blown away. So, and Kevin, I'm, still, I'm still 17 years later. I'm still blown away I was go down.
1: Yeah. Kevin, we do have a question uh, oh, for Sean. Uh, Sean, do mm-hmm. you watch Oak Island? Watch Oak Island. <laughs> uh, that, that's Manny, he asked every one of our
0: guests, the TV show Oak Island.
2: I, I don't know what
1: that is. I feel like it's, I should though. The show that's been on for about 12 years. They they've been digging in a hole and they keep finding buttons every every month. So, RV, yeah, they're looking for gold. That's one of those treasure gold. hunt terrible. shows. It's terrible. You know,
2: no. they're, yeah, yeah. They're that. that oh, I just looked at the text. My guy uh, Mike Weller is here from uh from the DMV. What's up, Mike?
0: Okay, is that I saw Mike Weller. uh, is that is that is he is he the Weller from Weller Cohiba?
2: Listen, listen. Yes, he is. I'm gonna say he's not. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. But when we uh we we released the Weller, I don't remember which edition this was. Um we had an event in uh in uh Virginia and he came and I'm like Mike Weller, like like you know, he's like no, sorry, not so
0: so okay, so I I didn't have that, I I didn't even think Later on, there's like three cigars I really want to delve into and know a little bit mm-hmm. more about. Um, But since we're all over the place tonight, what what where, what is the I don't know the Weller of Weller Cohiba. What is the Weller part? Where did that? I don't Weller. know that. Well, like you'll see on one of the cigars, it says Weller Cohiba.
2: Weller by Cohiba.
0: A Weller by Cohiba.
2: Yeah, so it's the Weller Bourbon. You knew that part, yeah. right? Or no,
0: not? I know. I, I'm, I'm not in a Bourbon Scott. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I should have put okay. that okay. on my notes and Kara would have been like, Hey, don't ask that. You'll look dumb.
2: You're not a bourbon guy. So it's not like in your space, but, but yeah, Weller, uh, Weller bourbon is one of the most um, highly lauded bourbons uh, on the planet. It comes from the uh, Buffalo trace distillery in Franklin, okay. Kentucky owned by Sazerac group. It's uh, it's the same distillery that puts out Pappy, Van Winkle, yeah. uh, uh, Colonel Taylor, uh, Elmer T. Lee, uh, Blanton's man, uh, uh I- I'm, for- I'm forgetting, uh, uh Eagle Rare, uh, of course, Buffalo Trace itself. It-, it is the most highly awarded distillery of any category in the world by far. Um, and Weller Bourbon is-, is is one of their prized uh, um, ranges that they offer. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be approached by, uh, by the Sagirite group. Uh, I guess it was. Two, three years ago now I'm, I'm not sure how long ago um with interest in us doing the cigar uh uh specifically for weller so mm. i mean i was tickled because i'm a big bourbon guy and i love weller uh, so uh last year we uh we uh, finally we, we've had we've had two releases so far uh the first one uh, based on a time frame that that um the size of Rack group wanted the cigar in the market we didn't have enough time to get barrels down to the dr and actually age any component of the cigar in the barrels. So I was really excited with the last year's uh, uh, release because we actually had time to get well of 12-year barrels down to the DR, and we aged the binder, which is connected with binder in the barrels, and it's just an incredible cigar. Okay, and, that uh, was going to be what I was asking you. Was that part of the, you
0: know, yep. so the
2: atrium in the- So initially it was interesting um, um, putting it together because, um, you know, the, the intuitively you think, okay, well, just get a component of the cigar and age it in the barrels. But we didn't have time to do that uh, for the first release. So now what do we do? Now we're just, we, 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 we're sort of working from an angle, putting a cigar together that's going to pair well with uh, the most commonly available, not, not I guess the special reserve is probably the most commonly available, but of the other stuff that's kind of hard to get, the, the next one would be the Well of 12 years. So. And it's a weeded bourbon, uh, so it's not going to have a lot of heat, uh, not very high proof, has a different nuance to it. So we blended the cigar from that perspective to sort of just pair with the bourbon. Uh, of course, um it was more of an organic process the second time around because we actually had the bourbon barrels to age the tobacco in. So mm. it was it was it was just a lot more involved uh, uh the second time around. So it's been a lot of fun and, and 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 it's an honor for uh for me, uh certainly for us as a brand, uh to have um, you know, such a, a an esteemed uh, uh bourbon uh spirit of any kind like Weller come to us and say, Hey, you're the guy who wanna do a cigar with you. So that that's was great. Dope, pretty dope. Yeah.
0: That, that's great. Now, is that a limited? I, I'm sure there's only yes. so many barrels that yes. you can Yes, Yeah,
2: we uh we 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 typically make about like six thousand cigars a year.
0: And, okay, um, so, that fits, so yeah, gone, that's it. Yeah, that's not very yeah. many.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at all. No, so. uh, six thousand boxes.
0: Oh, six thousand. Okay, six thousand i I'm like six thousand uh, for for your, your big brand. I mean, yeah. that's not a lot of cigars.
2: Yeah. That that uh, that's more, that's Spectre is more in that in that range. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, we're gonna be talking about that one and uh, um, uh, later on. So, so we're gonna so so that's that's where how the show goes. We're always back and forth, back and forth. Um, we're gonna back up. You talked about your uh, your brothers going to college, being uh, um, a little older than you. You know, I know during high school, I know you you did track and field, you played basketball, you did football. What did you want to go and do? You know, after after high school, were you? you know wanting to go to fo- you know play sports or you want to do something well, else I, mean, I, I
2: was I, I played I played defensive in at Grambling uh started as a freshman I was all prep coming out of high school uh as a defensive end um so of course you want to play football um I had a lot of interest in architecture actually but a couple of things sort of um I won't say derailed it but but kind of made me change gears um uh, going to Grambling was one and then have an architecture program I and mean, they had a... Uh, sort of a joint um, curriculum uh with with louisiana tech nearby but they didn't have a full-scale architecture program but then also i, I was i was involved in a um, an internship uh, opportunity but the, 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 it was only for business and engineering majors so that kind of made me change my gears because i really wanted to do the internship uh, um, um, you know program that i went i went through which worked out well for me i got to intern with uh the phone company for uh, every summer in college, and then uh, went full time uh, after college, um, you know, in uh, with South Central Bell, became Bell South, uh, you know, it's, it's I guess a, all ATT now, but um, yeah, I'm old, old Bellhead. But uh, yeah, a lot of things going on in high school, uh, coming out of high school, going into college, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just wonder, like, man, if I, you know, zig when I should have zagged or made this decision instead of that decision, like, I second guess a lot of things. Um, but it's hard to second guess it uh, because like I'm 52 and a half years old uh, in, in, in pretty good health. You know, I'm not broken down, uh, you know, some pain, right. You know, like, like most middle-aged guys do, but for the most part, I mean, I have my health. I, I, I can still run and jump and lift it, and, um, you know, and and I have a, a number of teammates of mine who, you know, played in the league and, and, uh, and that stuff sticks with you a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Um, and then also, I mean, I'm I'm good as far as my life, man. So it's hard to second guess anything, you know. Care, care
0: knows, care. You played uh, college football, so you, you can still walk. You know how, how many of your teammates? So uh, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's uh, like Sean said. I mean, when you when you can get out of that and still be able to walk and <laughs> have either minor injuries or minor surgeries, and uh, you know, you're you're in a better place. There's a lot of folks who definitely feel the pain at our age. Yeah, I
0: remember hearing stories Dan Marino, you know, just going back, you know, 10 years ago I think. You know, he think he did an interview and he said he's got someone that comes in in the morning when wakes him up. He needs a a massage and Ben Gay rubbed all over him just so he can get out
2: of bed. Just so he can walk. Is that really why he has somebody coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah me
1: too, Kev. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know
0: if I want Ben Gay everywhere, but uh, you know. But uh, I th- yeah.
1: I think the only thing that's really kind of scary from back when you know, because we're about the same age, Sean. Um, playing back then is and knowing then, knowing now, what you, if knowing them if you know now is is the the concussion protocols. Yeah, man. Like I, I mean, I look
2: at games now, and it's like. I would get like, <laughs> like every play because yeah. we would start to hit a certain practice
1: day. games. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. hey, uh, if you have if you experience this, this is a uh, um, you know a, a minor concussion, and you'd go under concussion protocols. Like that was like every day at practice, and in games it was worse. So.
2: I mean, I, you know, when we have a, a summer practice, man. We we would run to we passed out, and then we mm-hmm. get the, the smell it You know, like oh yeah. Yeah I, I, it's just it's interesting
1: man, you know Yeah when it's it that that's that to, it, to me is probably the scariest more so than blowing out a knee or a shoulder and needing major surgery I mean that's yeah. the part that's like when when is that going to come back and rear its ugly head
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. every time i forget something that that i should remember i'm more
0: <laughs> yeah, and every time, every time you walk yeah. into a room and you can't, I'm like, oh, man.
1: Son of a bitch, man. Freaking concussion. I should have stopped.
0: Yeah. That, that, that's it, you know. So at what point – so so you hold – I mean, I, and I've done – I've asked a few people, and everybody in the industry is pretty sure you hold the record in the industry for someone going from smoking their very first cigar to owning a cigar company the fastest. Like, like everybody else is – like legitly, it's five years. Like that's like the rule of thumb. You did it in one year. Like three hundred and sixty-five days. You smoked your first cigar. You 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 own your own cigar company. Um, where where was that? I don't that?
2: recommend that. I don't anybody <laughs> really watching. Don't do that. That was stupid. That was, just, <laughs> it was, it was stupid. Don't do that.
1: That's, that's uh, how you get rich real quick.
0: That's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> how, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs>
2: That,
1: that that's how
0: you get a grotto at
2: 50. yeah so yeah a decade and a half later right yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that, that's it so, so where where was
0: that first cigar who introduced
2: you um yeah so where were you at i was on a cruise man um oh, okay yeah so it was myself and uh some friends of mine from high school um, we got together to get the get the wives and girlfriends together uh for new year's uh, so we took a new year's cruise i don't remember someone went to caribbean and uh uh my buddy Damon, he was the one uh, that was really into cigars at the time and he uh he suggested, hey, let's go to the piano bar and have a cigar. Okay, okay, whatever. So first cigar I've ever had, Fuente. Uh Fuente Double Chateau, I think. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, so cigar was a good good enough cigar, right? But I didn't know anything about cigars. Um had uh sniffed of brandy and I'm just just enjoying like talking to my guys and and, and relaxing with the cigar, and that's what really just got me hooked, Just the process, right? Uh, so when I got back to Atlanta from the cruise, I, I, in, in, in the airport at Hudson, it was a, some, one of the, the sundry shops. Uh, I, I bought a cigar aficionado and looked through there. Uh, you know, their ratings that based on that. I would go to a local cigar shop and buy cigars. And um, through that process, I really got more and more into cigars, but I didn't have any any of my friends in my immediate circle that were into cigars. Uh, and I wanted to meet other cigar smokers, so I, uh, myself, and a buddy of mine started the Atlanta Cigar Society, which is just an excuse for us to do cigar events and, and mix with people. Uh, and that's what got me sort of into it. And I uh, say, uh, uh, I see, Jewish states are still up to their old antics because Jewish states is one of my early sponsors for the Atlanta Cigar Society.
0: Oh, right, right, right yeah. on, right on. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't they, know about, I didn't know about that. The Atlanta Cigar yeah. Society. So yeah, I, I was true. wondering where, like, the how league. you how yeah. you came to smoking your cigar, and then. Yeah. going into a factory. I'm like, and then you said cigar aficionado. I assumed you just saw number one. I'm like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. no, 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 okay. no. So,
2: that, so that there's, there's a few connections there. So, um, so uh, in doing my events that, that, that got me uh, sort of uh, more, you know, got me more, a little bit more connected with industry uh, people. And one of those people was actually Dave Blanco, Los Blanco cigar. Um, okay. I, was, I was doing a pretty big event in November, 2005. That uh, that uh, you know, I was looking for a sponsorship for just you know cigars you know as as as, 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 uh, as a as a sponsorship mechanism and um, got on the phone with uh, Los Blancos cigar and uh, talked to Dave and he's like well we can't we can't send cigars the big smoke was coming up whatever um, so do the event and uh, a few weeks after my event I go to was it New York or Vegas Vegas big Vegas big smoke I'm pretty sure. And I see the Los Blancos booth there. So I go up and I was like, yo, man, you got to talk to him on the phone. We start talking. And, uh, you know, I, I asked him, I said, well, you know, kind of interested in doing do a cigar. I do these events and, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have a cigar, you know, like my own cigar for the event. That's kind of what I was thinking. And uh, he was like, "Oh, we make everybody cigars. Well, we meaning the uh, Placencia's." yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I didn't know, I didn't really know that at the time. So, uh, so I was like, cool, I'll, when are you going to the factory again? And that was in November 2005. It was like, you know, second week of January. I was like, I'll meet you there. So, that's it. Basically, I booked the ticket, uh, landed in Managua, and, uh, uh, Dave was there with uh, Ahmad Fernandez, rest his soul, who was, uh, one of the factory managers. And, uh, yeah, man, drove, 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 drove into, uh, Esteli, and, um, that was it, man, you know, so. And,
0: and, and they actually talked to you. Like, I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, because because you're going back. I mean, it's. I mean, it's you know, two thousand five, six, seven. Like that's you know, a lot of cigar. You know, a lot of cigars being made. It's another little mini boom going on right there. You know, so, for and for them to to take on another small. I mean, small I, don't, I don't know.
2: I don't know that they were that they were bursting at the seams necessarily. Yeah. I mean, this is this is before Casa Magna, which 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 really kind of okay like, okay so before so that okay yeah they were, they, were, they were you know as far as their own brands they were doing the reserve and organica which was mostly they were mostly internet brands and they were making uh cigars for a number of other you know they were making a lot of, i met rocky there for the first time uh and i, I just, just picture rocky man i mean i'm much bigger than him with his thick black hair and rocky <laughs> has this forehead of black jet black hair man <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we met here. So, so they, were, they were doing Cigars of the Of course, Los Blancos was. Uh, I think Gurkha was at the time. Um, I can't think of a lot of other big brands, really. Uh, Alec Bradley was doing some stuff with them. So they were doing more contract stuff, but not to the degree that that they are now. Uh, so, yeah, but I walked in. I mean, that, that was the beauty of it, though, man. Like, I walk, I'm nobody, right? I'm just a, you know, just a big black guy from Atlanta strolling through the front door. And they treated me like, you know, I was a king, like 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 whatever, whatever I needed. Uh, they were very attentive. Avelio so was a massive blender at the time, and uh, and he and I connected immediately. As I walked in, I see him. And he he he's he's a Cuban guy that looked like Louis Armstrong, right? He was oh. really really dark, had a raspy voice, and you know, so so uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool uh, because he was the first person I saw that looked like me in Nicaragua at the time. Um, so we just connected, man. it's just—it was just—it was interesting, but it didn't matter. I mean, I was ordering—I don't know—five thousand cigars, which was nothing, and they treated me like, you know, you know, like, like, you know, again, like I was royalty, you know. But they treated everybody like that, you know. That—that was—that was the beauty of it, man.
0: You know. You know, so, so it's funny you mentioned it that you're you're treated like royalty, and, and I know it was in it wasn't in my show notes. I really didn't want to bring it up, but um. Uh, uh, but but I'll, I'll talk about it now. So I was when doing the research for you, you know, um, and, and Cohiba. And I did see an article that you were tagged in. This is probably going back like three years ago. Um, and it was another um, uh, African-American gentleman in the cigar community was talking about getting more black brand owners into the community, um, blending cigars, having their own uh, um, cigar brands. And they were talking in, in the article, he said, you know, for too long, you know, Black cigar makers or people of color, you know, had a really hard time. Like it, they've been shunned from the industry, they they weren't allowed, you know, certain fact to get in certain factories, certain tobaccos. And we've had a lot of you know African American cigar, you know, men and women on the show. And um, I haven't I haven't seen that. I haven't heard those stories.
2: And it was I, 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 yeah. And I don't I don't know the article. I don't even know the article I don't know who said who said that. But yeah, that, that has not been um, that that. That certainly hasn't been my experience, and, and I don't know that, it because I mentor. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, um, Black. Uh, See, so there, there's certainly more now, but not a lot, comparatively speaking. Yeah. And most of them, at some point, I have sp- spoken with, and, and and a number of them I speak to on a continuous basis. And, uh, yeah, that's not been, I mean. That's not. That's not. That's not been the case. If you, it, 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 it depends on how you present yourself, right? Like, and 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 I've seen it. Uh, I, I I won't say any names, but I've I've been with uh, with um, uh, a, a factory that I was doing business with, and we were down. It was doing pro cigar. This is this is probably seven or eight years ago, and there was another gentleman there, uh, a white gentleman, with all the money you needed to do whatever you wanted to do. And this, this factory owner was like, no, nah, I don't want to do business with that guy. And I'm thinking, man, why, you know, I'm thinking it's a business thing where he's like, no, I just, I just, I don't like, I don't like the vibe. I'm not getting the vibe, you know? And that wasn't a racial thing clearly because the guy was white, Yeah. but he just didn't like the way the guy, uh, uh interacted or, or talked or whatever, presented himself. Right. So, um, what I've seen now recently and, and not necessarily with with black uh, cigar brand owners, but just a new crop of of cigar brand owners um, that that are not doing the work that really should be done. You know, I mean, I know people own cigar brands who has never been to a factory. Like, how does that work? You
1: know what I mean? It works so, well I've done it I've never been no yeah, yeah, yeah. I own a cigar brand <laughs> I mean it's it's tough it, it, but you know what you got to put in your due diligence so, you got to so, take it work
0: so in 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 cares on, on care's behalf which it would you know not well, you don't have yet. to go on my behalf I, I'm, I'm not going to say. so it, so it, care you you've been in the industry for over a decade you know, like I said, you. I mean, you literally know cigars. I think I like. I know where Sean's coming from. It's not.
2: No, I, yeah, it listen, I, was, I was just, I was just crazy enough to have the have the the thought that I want to make cigars. So yeah. guess what? I'm going to go where they make cigars. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and, and, it's, and, 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 and care for you is different because we talked uh, 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 before coming on. Mm-hmm. I know what you do for a living, and it's a, and it's a pretty substantive field that you're in, right? So. I don't get the sense that you're eating off of cigars right now, right?
1: No, well, God, no. I mean, it was it it, it it's more, you know, for me when I got into it, it was a huge passion, a yeah. huge passion, to the point where I was buying tobacco online and 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 blending and smoking, and and really got into what I tobaccos I liked, what I wanted my cigars to taste like, what tobaccos I wanted to work so, with. So
2: you just you just made another point though. So it sounds like you didn't go to the factory, but you tried to bring the factory. You had to.
1: I mean, listen, you have to, if you want to be a serious uh, business man or woman, you know, you have to, uh, like you said, especially in the cigar industry, you have to visit the factory. That is something where multiple trips have been thwarted or maybe COVID. But at the end of the day, if you can't go to the factory, you have to do your best to bring the factory to you. And work with tobaccos and ask Kevin. I rolled him a cigar and almost killed him. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I mean, you, you you have to you know educate yourself, ask questions, and eventually you know get down there. I I think it's a must. And to be honest, for me, it's like one of those. It, it, it's not an embarrassment, but it's like you just it's like damn, I wish I could. You know, the, the whole wish in one hand and shit in the other, which one fills up faster? You know, but it's, it's something that, but, but you definitely have to, it is a visual, but you know, it is something where, you know, eventually, you know, you can bring the factory to you in so many, you can only bring so much of the factory to you. You have to be able to get down there and really get the vibe and the feel for it to truly appreciate it.
0: And you have to want to get down there. There are many, manufacturers that have no. You know, inkling, no mm-hmm. you know, aspirations of going to the factory. I did an interview at a shop, you know, years ago. Um, uh, a, bl- a manufacturer, a uh, friend of mine, repped, uh, repped his stuff. And I uh, was like, Hey, you know, you want to come out and do an interview with me? And I'm like, Yeah, you know, it's not too far away. I'll do that. So we're setting up the cameras and everything else. And then he goes, <laughs> Hey, uh, don't ask me about the blends. I don't know anything about what goes in the cigars. And, I, and then I go, What are we talking about? <laughs> And I like think that's I, to
1: Sean's point, right? It's yeah, like you yeah. have guys that get in the industry or folks get in the industry like, um, I want three blends, I want a Connecticut, I want a Habano, I want a Maduro, I, and, and you know, I want four sizes, and here's my here's here's my cigar band. You know. Yeah. Make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> so
2: so Kevin, <laughs> to your to your to your question about, you know, um, you know, factories not wanting to do uh, business with um, you know. Black people that aspire to get in the cigar business that that I I have not and listen and I've worked in factories in every major cigar manufacturing uh, 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 country as far as who sells domestically. I don't know who in this business that I don't know, Um, and yeah, that's 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 just not that's not accurate. Maybe that person had a certain experience. I don't know what faculty they were talking to and I don't know what the conversation was or, 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 was like, but, but I feel pretty confident. <laughs> that. First, person didn't want to do business with them because they were a certain color. They probably didn't want to do business with them because they weren't about the business that they wanted to do.
1: Yeah. You have to nail on the head by saying it's how you present yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, there's, there's folks. It doesn't matter what the tone of your skin is. If you show up and if you're not serious or if you're not presenting yourself in yeah. a professional way, with a with with a plan or a vision for your company <clears throat> and like you said sometimes it's just a vibe you get you're not going to be taken serious
2: yeah
0: shout out no. to my
1: guy Evan Darnell
0: oh evan what's what's going Brandon on yeah you uh, yeah you did a uh, mm-hmm. an event up uh yeah. up up with Evan and Monte Cristo uh, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year so oh nice uh, I saw, I saw that's the, a nice uh,
1: lounge <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i saw
0: the pictures what well, looked like yeah. a great great event right. um so so you're so you're at the factory you're talking with them how long did it take, you know, before you had your first boxes with your, your bands like in your hand? What was the th- the time period?
2: First, well, I didn't have boxes, right? I started yep. they, 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 they came in uh, in bundles, band okay. bundles and uh and, and I'll put them in these uh these cedar crates that uh um God it was the guy's name that made the uh, uh, Scott, Scott Everson. If he you know he he's a uh, carpenter guy. He made these crates from really, really good crates up in Largeville, Georgia. But at any rate uh, from the time I had cigars uh, uh, from my, my blending session to land here at Delta Air, Air Cargo, it was probably four months, maybe. Um, and that's because the process stretched out a little bit um, because I wanted to smoke the cigar, uh, cigar the blends, uh, every week, you know, uh, just to see how they aged out for, I don't remember, six or eight weeks. So I kind of stretched out a little bit just to kind of <laughs> see how the blend changes. I was pretty nervous, man. Like I'd never <laughs> made a cigar, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. So and, and at the end of the, the my time there, first I was there five or six days working on the blends. I mean, your palate gets really charred. Right? Like, like yeah. it's hard I, to I I,
0: I don't it. know how I've heard I've heard those stories too, you know, how you spend a week smoking a dozen mm-hmm. or more a day, and then how we're you rolling, pick out. Yeah. I mean,
2: Avelios rolling them up and smoking, I'm like, okay, more of this, less of this. and and I, I, I thought it landed on something I like, but boy, I just didn't trust my palate. I wasn't sure. So I was like, I need to bring these back. And, and I was yeah, smoking yeah. one cigar every week for a number of weeks and just, and I uh, got to the point where I think they aged out to where, okay, uh, I like this and, and I pulled the trigger. So that was the
1: the delay. I mean, if I had pulled the trigger there,
2: you know, uh,
1: it would have been sooner. So. Sean, I have a question, Kevin, on building on that, because I've heard this mentioned before on the show. <laughs> and. And I I, I can't say I experienced it. Is the cigar smoking down in the country it's made is taste different than when it arrives up here in the states? Mm. I,
2: uh, yeah, man, and and um, a lot about this the, the 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 enjoyment you get out of a cigar is, is, is influence. It, it's it's you know the the environment, what you're eating, what you're drinking. I got to think that the climate pays. Uh, uh, plays a role in it as well so yeah it's not um and it's happened like you 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 think you landed on a blend and this is great and uh you bring it home and
1: uh
2: <laughs> a few weeks later you light it up and you're like this tastes like a shoe it's like <laughs> it's, the, it's the weirdest thing man it's the weirdest thing so um in and, 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 and the industry they, they, and i don't know why honduras got blamed for this but they call that the honduran effect where, where oh really out. and i don't know why i mean, I, need, I need to find out the genesis of, of, of that term but they, but there's a term for that I call it the during the fact. steve
0: Socket will know he knows everything well, I'll ask that, <laughs> where, where, where that came from right. he'll have an hour-long
2: story yeah.
0: you know but no that, that happens
2: quite often uh so it is what it is man yeah, yeah.
0: So, so um um and then what was it what was your you know uh obviously you had you know your your your, your clubs were able to distribute the cigars um, were they well-received? Um, yeah, that was
2: that was interesting, man. So, um, yeah, so obviously uh, here in Atlanta was where I started. And uh, a number of shops in the Atlanta area started to carry cigars. And, and uh, I think the first shop that I broke out of Atlanta with was TG Cigar in uh, in, in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, uh, a gentleman had a cigar shop in Congress, Georgia. And uh, he was a, a big account of mine. And his cousin owned TG Cigars up in D.C and he had told her about it. And everybody wants to find an unknown brand, like something kind yeah. of a really, really customer. Sent her up some uh, samples, and she loved the samples, and says, oh, I love them. So she's put in an order. Can you come up to do an event for me? And I was thinking, OK, well, you know, I didn't think I was going to make any money, really, because it wasn't a big order. But I figured, yeah, take a trip to DC and kind of see what was going on up there. So went up to do the event with her. But while I was there, I handed out samples to some shops around DC. And uh, the coolest thing happened, man. I got home from that trip. It had a message from david Birkeble, uh the owner of georgetown tobacco which probably means nothing to a lot of people listening but
0: i didn't care i think you've heard uh, i've heard care talk yeah, about that
2: yeah it, it, it's one of the most storied tobacconists in the country really david burkebo started it i think in the 60s uh he's probably 80 now um but at the time he was the president of the rtda which was you know eventually came ipcpr and pca but he was he was a president of of our, you know, the premium cigars uh, 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 industries trade association, and he owned Georgetown Tobacco. And I left some samples. He wasn't there, and but he he, he smoked. his said, like, "I'm smoking this Maduro. It's quite good." You know, can somebody give me a call back? So the next day I called him. He put in a nice order, and he would have me come up uh, probably two or three years in a row to do his anniversary event. So that was like the oh, first nice. sort of big feather in my cap to have a nationally recognized or nationally uh, uh, lauded retailer like uh like uh, george how tobacco carry my cigar and, and so much so give me you know uh, center stage at his, his anniversary event so um that kind of gave me some confidence but i was in real estate at the time and uh, it wasn't until 2008 when the market you know crashed and, and i crashed with it um that i kind of looked around and i didn't have anything going on uh, 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 you know business wise but i was on the shelves at that point with maybe 24 25 shops primarily Atlanta, but some other places as well. I was like, you know what? And I think I'd gotten a rating. I don't know if it's Cigar Snob or maybe Smoke, but one of them, I'd gotten a 91 uh, uh, on my black label, which I had launched in 2007. So I'd gotten a decent rating and and, uh, and that's when the blogs and stuff were really starting to pick up and, and I had pretty good bona fides with that, with that crowd. So I was like, you know what? Let me try to figure this out. So um, I, I went full-time to Cigars around that time. And uh, yeah, man, I just yeah, just kind of, just kind of, just roll with the punches. Rolled, you know, uh, you know, took the roller coaster ride, you know, threw up a number of times, but yeah. you know, just, just oh, stayed think, on, you know. Exactly. So and yeah. then and
0: then right after your your the tenth anniversary uh, of your uh, of your of your company, you know, you get a call from uh, uh, Rick Rodriguez, um, mm-hmm. which which I don't know. Like, so how did you know Ricky? Because I, I reached out to Ricky because I wanted some uh, shenanigan stories. Yeah. And then he refused to tell me anything on the record. I got to go up to his house. Um, so he'll tell which, me.
2: But you want to do, do that, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for for sure. Which, uh, you know, he lives only an hour away. So I definitely got to yeah. go up and yeah. see, see Ricky.
2: So, yeah, so how, did, how
1: did you know first, him? I
2: first met Rick. Uh, I walked into Highland Cigar Bar here in Atlanta, which was an account of mine. I walked in just on an account visit. And, uh, and there's this guy doing the event there. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't realize you would do He's like, oh, no, it's not a problem, man. And it was Rick. And, uh at the time, he was the guy. Uh, he was he was fresh out of his uh, his um, understudy period with Benjamin Mendez, and uh, uh, really, you know, uh, getting his chops going as a blender. And he was the front man for La Gloria at the time. And we just met there and just kind of hit it off and, and, and kept in touch. And we would see each other on the road uh, a few times a year. Just always had a you know good um, you know good vibe with each other. And he would, he would joke, you know, someday we're going to do something together. You know, I really want to do something with you and um apparently internally uh you know they, they kind of brought up the idea of having uh someone be you know the, the new face and out front for cohiba and rick was like i got your guy i know i know i know you should call him. so and it's like well rick can you call him and he called
0: him. yeah so so and then um what what happened to your to your brand i mean uh, i know that was right about that time you know um was- yeah so
2: so um yeah, the very first show was interesting. 2017. I mean, I, I was at the obviously at the Boheba booth and uh, picture on the wall and everything. And uh, on the other side of the floor, um, my, my brand had a booth there because <laughs> I had already. And um, but that was the last the last uh, show that that my brand was ever presented at. Uh, this okay. Them, you can hunt around; it's online, but there hasn't been any new innovation since then. Um, but the company they didn't buy my brand, uh, um, you know, um, so. That was sort of, that was sort of the, the tricky conversation, because I didn't know how that would, you know, just the thought of like, okay, I am have to step away from my brand that, that it, it took me a while to sort of wrap my head around it. But then I just as I kind of started thinking about it and figuring the numbers and, and where I kind of was as a cigar maker and where ultimately I thought I'd like to be from just not just a dollar standpoint, but a legacy standpoint, um, you know, and then also, you know, knowing how this journey had went for Rick uh, uh, being inside STG. Um I thought about it and, and uh it, it made sense. Um, you know, with some nervousness, obviously, but both sides, right? You know, they, they had to be nervous. It was never a me for Cohiba. So it's like hey, okay, here you go, here, here are the keys. You know what I mean? Um, so there, there was a lot of risk on both sides, but uh I, I like to think it worked out well for, for both sides.
0: It definitely did. So yeah. so when you when you came on, what was what was your role? What'd they say, Harry? This is what we need from you because even going back there, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, there were some brand ambassadors, you know, out there. I mean, not what there are today. I I, I would think, you know, what was, you know, what, what were they wanting you to do?
2: Well, I mean, basically more or less do everything I did with my brand, uh, except pay the bills, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, lead innovation, um, you know, conceptually, you know, what are we gonna, and there'll be some things like, like, uh, you know, um, the, the brand sort of, uh, you know, there's certain blind spots that we had. Like we didn't have uh, 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 a Connecticut, so we needed a Connecticut. Um, you know, I'm really excited about Riviera. It's going to be our first box press release, Santa wrapper, conveyor tobacco. So, so just kind of fill in some, some, some spots just from a, uh, a profile standpoint within the range that we have. Um, you know, be, be uh, uh, instrumental in leading that process. Uh, and then just getting out and engaging with consumers. That was a big thing. Like, like if, there, if there's one big success factor, I think that we've had with the brand, which, you know, we, what we've done over the last few years has been amazing. I think, you know, from my standpoint personally, uh it's been just being able to engage with consumers, like really get out and, and kind of bring the brand to life. I mean, You just, because perfect example, you just, you know, uh, as we started, you're kind of going on and on about how much you love the Red Dot. I had absolutely nothing to do with the Red Dot. The Red Dot was out long before I even smoked my first cigar. Um, But the fact that we're engaging now, it it, it makes you think, hey, let me go and try this cigar. And for you, it's a brand new cigar, um, but it's one that's been out for 20 years. Right. So that 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 that's the part, just kind of bringing it to life, connecting with consumers, kind of telling the story. And I don't think a lot of people really uh, uh, understood what Cohiba had as far as tobacco. It wasn't a wide range, to be honest. I mean, we're known for Cameroon, Broadleaf, which is the black that you like, and Piloto Cobano. That was kind of, that, that, was, that. those are the three main components that sort of powered the engine. Um, the big thing that I took on was making sure that that we had more Nicaraguan-centric profiles, uh, even with the Connecticut, um, you know, the, the rappers, Ecuadorian shade grown uh going to Los Rios region, which is amazing. Uh uh, but even under the hood, you got uh Brazilian Matafini, you have San Andres, you have Lee really Harrow from Jalapa Valley, Nicaragua. You know, that's not you know common components for Connecticut. Uh then with the uh Royale, we make that one at the at, at Hoxha, which sits in uh the Homestron Valley in Honduras, neighboring the Jalapa Valley, Nicaragua, and it has a lot of Jalapa Nicaragua tobacco, uh, and some Homestron, uh, and political vinyl. So it's a more uh sort of a central american bold spicier ex- expression so we just kind of expand the tent as far as what we're offering and talk about it man that, that's the big thing man.
0: so so you were no. brought on um um and that was one thing i, I wasn't quite sure because i know you're the blender of the company now were you were you originally brought brought on you said you know to fill some gaps in the uh, in the lineup you know were you just brought on as well, was, the, they, the they or, or did you know you know you're coming in to blend cigars
2: well, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I, I'm not a brand ambassador. I don't even like the term brand ambassador, to be honest. When I hear that, I think about you know uh, a hot chick in a baby t-shirt that, a off of the I I, so,
0: I, I, I see yeah. the same thing every time I see like your name, brand ambassador, and yeah. I'm like, so, oh, but, we got to come up with another term. But, yeah. But
2: the, internally, that that was the brand ambassador program. And that was, okay. For people who, like me, Rick and Laurel, which you know they, they've both since departed, right? Um, but no, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't, it, it, they didn't say, come on, we want you to be the master blender. I mean, it, it, let, 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 let me not, you know, uh, uh, pontificate too much. Uh, there are guys in our factories that have forgotten far more about tobacco than <laughs> i remember, who are amazing, amazing cigar makers. And um, I just get to be the, the person that sort of leads the process. Right? Okay. I mean, um, I mean, I roast it. I mean, I got, I literally have a, a little cigar factory right here. Uh, Fifteen feet away from me in my house. Oh, right on. I, I blend cigars, with roast cigars. I got tobacco from all over the world, uh, so I know how to do that. Um, but it, it's 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 a collaborative process, and it has to be because it's one thing with 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 my brand that, that I have, which is a small, tiny brand. You know, you could you could you could roll the dice on something, uh, which is going to be a limited release of a few hundred boxes or even a few thousand boxes, get it out. With Cohiba, I mean, we have to have a a, a much broader appeal. Um, a lot of things that we do are special release, but then we have some things that are, that are regular release that are going to live on uh, the, 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 the sell sheet for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So it has to be a more thoughtful approach um, and a more collaborative approach. And then also, I mean, there's a lot of tobaccos here that I've, I've worked with that I had no experience with before. I had never worked with political brown or not, not uh, Asian tercios at least. I had no experience with Cameroon. I had never done anything with broadleaf. Um, so there, I, I hadn't even done anything with Sumatra. Now I think about it, So there were a lot of things uh, I needed to learn as far as the materials that I had access to. So I really leaned on uh, uh, and still lean on uh, the experts that we have uh, at our three factories. Incredible, yeah, incredible people. Man.
0: Now, now you come on, and, you know, you're 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 the face of the the brand. You're doing these events. You're getting the cigars out. How how much of your time was? Because I know when Ricky came on, you know, like I said, they you know he's at the factory with Denji for a couple of. Years. <clears throat> You know, just learning everything how much of your time was split between doing the events and then being at the factory getting to to know those tobaccos you never worked with
2: you know pre-covid i got to spend more time at the factories obviously um i would typically get to the factories three four times a year um just depending on what we had going on um but most of what i did was, was really just to sort of just you know, getting out in market, man, and, 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 and you know, um, supporting our, our retail partners and talking to cigar lovers and, and just telling the story of, of why I believe special, what makes us different. And, um, yeah, and, uh, an inordinate amount of time was spent traveling doing that. Um, you know, I would love to be in the factory all the time, but there's only so much you can do, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's frustrating for me because I I, I, I I rolled the blend last night and I just rolled two cigars and, and I've you know, I i take them out the press, put the wrappers on them, I'll smoke them tomorrow. And I do that just to have different stuff to smoke. But there's no home for them. It's not like, I can I can come up with blends all the time, but how many cigars can you release? So, so you know, there's only so much time you can spend at the factory. Always maybe, like, have some stuff sort of in the back of your mind that you tinkered with, like, when it's time to do something different, okay, um, you know, I, I remember this blend that we did had this or this. And you kind of recall some, some components sometimes of things that you worked on that you never released. But other than that... Once you have a project set, and the blend is done. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll go to the factory just to QC check before the cigars leave. Like, like it's one thing when you're tasting. You know, the, 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 you, you work on prototype samples, you take them home, and but once cigars are actually banded, cellophane, and a dress box, and so forth, to your point, it may taste a little different. So typically, before we re- re- release a cigar, I like to go to the factory and taste it. Uh, uh, in the same manner that a, that, 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 that the final destination is going to taste it uh, right out of the dress box. So aside from that, there's just not a whole lot of reason to be at the factories, you know, uh, for extended periods of time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, and you guys, I mean, Cohiba doesn't have, you know, um, a portfolio for as long as they've been around. Like, it seems like you guys will – it seems like – I mean, from my point of view, from the consumer mm-hmm. aspect – you seem to spend a lot of time on one blend. You get it perfected. I mean, you never have a bad one. I mean, they're always perfect. You know, it seems like you guys really focus more mm-hmm. on getting that blend, getting it perfect. And then, other than just pumping out blends, I mean, yeah, you know, listen,
2: I, I, that's the. I, I, I've never, yeah, I wasn't that way uh, uh, prior to Cohiba, and 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 I, I thank God that that we're not that way as as a brand. Like we're not just putting out cigars. Oh, we got put out a new cigar this year. Yeah. Uh, not really. Right. Um yeah. we do, and it's cool that, that we do special release stuff so that we get to offer new experiences and, and, and as cigar makers is fun for us, uh especially if you really, really can you kind of swing for the fences on something with like Spectre or 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 Weller. Uh and you know it's gonna be something that that that's really, really special. There's only gonna be a few of them available and when they're gone, they're gone and you get to do that process over. That's a lot of fun. Um, you know, and we only every couple of years we put out a full-time release, really. Uh, if that, I mean, 2020 was the last full time release you put out, and we're going to put another one. It's like, three years since our last full time release.
0: Wow! And then so oh. so where does where does the idea for that full time release come from? Do you guys look at what maybe what the market is lacking, or what your portfolio is lacking, or more
2: more more so more so our portfolio? Like, okay. Like, like what, what cigar lover are we not speaking to? right okay and, and and what can we do about that, that that's kind of the, the, the way it works uh but then uh, in doing that okay um how close is this to something we already have um and, and i'm really really thankful that we don't have any cigars that step on each other they're they're they're, I, they're none that are, that are that you're are really
0: you're happy. one of the few brands that don't you know sure. i mean I don't, I don't know how many people will that uh, we see these companies you know as a, a former cigar reviewer i've I've seen that as like Oh, it's another blend this year. You know where, where a company's already had two new releases. They got a third. And it's like, well, this just well, seems let,
2: like, let, let, let me like you a different secret. band. Probably <laughs> not a secret. Uh, a lot of companies, and and, and I, I did it earlier on too. Where you take the same blend, and just put a different wrapper on it, mm-hmm. and, and that that changes it enough. But still, you do yeah. that you know, eighteen times, and at some point, it's <laughs> like, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I love it. We don't we don't have any. Uh, I mean, the only commonalities between all of our cigars is uh, uh, tertiary age political tobacco. Other than that, they're gonna be they're gonna be totally different, man. All over the board. We have tobacco from all over the world. Uh, uh, Sumatra, of course. Uh, Cameroon. We talked about that. Connecticut Valley here. Uh, several varieties uh, uh, from Honduras. I'm talking wrappers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Nicaragua. We have. You know, you won't find anybody that has Jalapa. Make it, a rapper and I, I challenge you to look. Uh, and we have it, so um, so we're able to do stuff that, that that that's different. At least within within our ecosystem, is different. Now, might it taste like something else out on the market? You know, there's not an infinite amount of tobacco out there. Like at some point, people are touching the same stuff for the most part. Oh so, yeah, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. If somebody says, "Wow, this reminds me of something uh, else that they had," as long as it's a fine memory, then okay, that's a good thing, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that, that's mm. it. Yeah. So so we actually have a couple of questions from Rick Rodriguez that uh, he would like to uh, um uh, to for me to ask you. Um, that's it. The first one, what was the most fun project you have worked
2: on? Specter. Specter? Yeah, man. Yeah. They 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 the Specter, the, but the, 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 the very first one is like that was that really blew me away. They're like, "Okay, we want to make a cigar um, that's just super special." We don't care what it costs to make it and we don't care what it what the price is gonna be. Just 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 you know have fun with it. Like really? Like no real guardrails? Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Now that being said, each year it gets harder and harder though. It's a bear now. It was Disneyland (laughs) five years ago. Now it's like, oh shit! Like, what do we have? Like, like, man, it's it's, you know, luckily we we, you know, there's literally a lot of tobacco that that you know. People are, I, I guess we are a big company, man. A yeah, big company yeah, yeah, Who's acquired a, a number of companies over the years, and 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 when you acquire the companies, you you know, you get their their IP, you know, the brands, and you get uh, uh, their inventory, and you also get raw materials, and it's not like that was ever in the system before nobody took adequate inventory of it so we got some poor little bastards man that we just have like okay we need to go like look in here what do we, what do we have and and, and 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 uh unfortunately we we you know to, we find at least enough to do you know uh, but it's hard every year it's hard every year yeah well let, let's see. Yeah, we're
0: gonna <clears throat> talk about that cigar in a little bit but uh let's get into that you know um I, I liked the Specter. Uh, my my good buddy Craig Banderslice cigar. Craig he sent me one. I think two years ago. Um, um, so I got to smoke it for free. So when you hear about that cigar, even if you you listen to or what uh, Charlie from Half Wheel, you read his review on it, and you read a lot of the reviews. At the end of the review, it always comes down to is this cigar worth the price point? And and I tell my I've smoked the Unicorn. I've smoked several hundred dollar cigars before. <clears throat> you know, and I say it, you people ask, was it worth it? I'm like, you just gotta smoke it and try it if it's worth it to you. Mm-hmm. Um but so we won't get into the price, but can you explain, maybe help people understand where that price point comes from? Like what what went yeah, I mean, into was, the sector to make it that price point?
2: It's 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 tobaccos that we would never ever have again. Uh there's always some 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 of some component of it that, that once it's gone, it's gone. Um so you know this is <clears throat> it a function of time and material right like like uh the right material and the more time you can give it you know the more valuable it becomes mm-hmm. right so um that, that that's sort of in a nutshell what it is and then also uh uh the dedicated and i say dedicated manpower it's not like um uh, you know we, we're marshaling everybody over to, to rose Specter. it's quite the opposite there's only two people uh, 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 you know, one, um, you know, and one, uh, tosador that, that, that roll all the Spectre. So they're dedicated to just that project. Then the, the, the hands that have to touch it, like when, when the cigar is done, you know, everybody says, Oh, we draw test every cigar. That's just not true. Like you can't draw test every cigar. Like, not if you're a decent sized factory, but in the case of Spectre, we do. But what does that mean? So the cigars are done. And once they're done, they're put in, the, put in these coffins. Uh, basically, the wheels are buried in these cedar shavings. They're going to age uh, in, in those shavings. Then they're going to come out. And they're going to be drug tested, which means that that the cap is a fully rolled cigar. The cap is going to be punctured, certain PSI level. Then you have to recap the cigars. So they're being you know oh. uh, 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 touched up again and put back. And so it's a lot of time that goes into it. A lot of hands have to, t- have to touch it. Wow. You're, you're sitting it away. Um, uh, you know, we got the, the uh, you know two vintages of Nicaraguan tobacco that, that spends a crazy amount of time in, in, in sherry barrels. Uh, it's just a lot that goes into it, man. A lot that goes into it. And then, uh, not for nothing, our packaging is gangster. Like, like, yeah, yeah. And and if people say, oh, well, you're paying for the packaging. Well, in this sense, you are right. This mm-hmm. is it's, it's an experience, and we expect people to who get these uh, a, a good amount of them are going to collect them, right? And and you want the packaging to be very distinct. And, and ostentatious and just whatever uh, from year to year. So um, and that's that stuff we do in-house. You know, we 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 you know, we there's a competition uh, uh with different outside entities on what packaging we're gonna land on. And 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 you know, I don't wanna sugarcoat it. I mean that cost and, and and that that that's a part of the cost too, but that's mm-hmm. also part of the experience. And we don't expect this cigar, uh, it's not a daily drive, but it's not for everybody just to get. It's a special cigar, it's a celebratory cigar, or it's a collector cigar. Yeah. And those cigars literally you take them, you set them here out of the 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 the, the rest of the general category. It is what it is. So, so
0: yeah, so I'd never heard that before from any manufacturer that does do his draw. I've seen some draw testing and it was just with the yeah. Uh, but yeah, it but usually a random sample to bring them like out.
2: Say, yeah. The, yeah, the, and then to, the, to puncture the, the manager take one cigar out of the wheel, maybe two, yeah. test them and put it back. And if you, and if, if they notice one uh has a PSI level that 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 that's out of whack. Okay, that makes them inspect this wheel a little bit more. Yeah. But as long as they're pulling one or two cigars out of the wheel and the PSI levels are fine, then they, they keep moving. You know. Okay. And then but so with yeah, this cigar, uh, like you're never going to have a specter and it's not going to draw right. Like yeah. Every single yeah. If, if you're doing every, cigar, every single yeah. Onto the cap, so the cap has to be removed has to be recapped, and it's put back in this 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 coffin and see the shavings.
1: Yeah, I've just, never heard about the cap. You know. Uh, yeah. That, that that's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. That that is that and is
1: a lot cool. of times a lot of times so, very tedious.
0: So, so you're using tobaccos that 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 you can't get anymore. Um, so, when you're coming up with a new blend for a Specter, you know, and and you you find out, you know, so so you're oh, I like this, I like this, this have, a, but I don't have enough of it. So, do you limit the amount of Specters for that run, or do you? Yes, every, every or, Okay, or every I said, or, okay, difference. so every I don't know difference. if you just switched to. Okay, we don't have enough tobacco to make it. Let's well, start over.
2: If if it's if it's really just a, a minuscule amount, we can't make you know a few thousand cigars. Then obviously we can't we can't do it. Uh, okay. But, you know we we've been fortunate enough, and it's varied from uh, I think initially we did, I think, four hundred bucks, I, I don't even remember from year to year, but it's never, you know, you never like uh, with Weller. You know, uh, we do a few thousand boxes. That's never the case with, with Specter, but we just don't, you know, we mm-hmm. just don't have the, the, enough of those tobaccos to do that. Um, but the the number is different from year to year, and, and the process is different. Like, as a cigar maker, I would typically fall in love with a wrapper, the actual wrapper leaf, and then work on a cigar to fit the wrapper leaf. The Specter, you never know, right? Like the first year, it was it was the filler, it was Polito Cubano from nineteen ninety five. That that was like the secret sauce in that one filler to that. So every year, it's kind of it's different depending on what component we have that that that's rare. So the process is just so, it's so different, you know, but, but it's, 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 um it's tedious and, 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 and like I said, it's a hard process now, but it's still fun. Uh, uh, and the factory has fun with it. Like those, you know, that, that's kind of like the thing, like, like, okay, let's, what do we have? What do we have? We have, we'll start like uh, Spectre's going to uh, be released in a couple of weeks and then this summer we'll be back on. Okay. What do we have out there? We've already kind of started, you know, teeing up. This is, these are the possibilities as far as the tobacco. Um, you know that, that we have and then we'll start the process like uh, so it's it, it it's a lot of work for a few hundred boxes of cigars man it's it really is because we, we work on it almost year round. It's 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 insane. And initially like I I kind I kind of joke with uh with uh uh, uh my S V P like 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 you you bamboozle me man. Like you said we're gonna do this you know a couple of years and be done. But they love it so much now that every year we do it. So um
1: you know, That's it's awesome. awesome.
0: That, that, that is. And, and as as you know, I, I still try and separate myself and sometimes think as a consumer, not, you know, someone member of the media or anything else that makes me feel better. Like like yeah. that, like that helps me justify the cost hearing that story. It's like now you smoke it and it's like, you know, how is it so cheap? You know, why, why is it, you know, not that it's an inexpensive cigar at all. Even you
2: know, with that being said, I don't know why every cigar doesn't cost us a hundred bucks. You guys know what goes into uh, it. I, I, mean, I, I know, know exactly
0: like, what goes into
2: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, cigar, that, oh. It took five years to get to to, to, to to your lips for the most part. You know, some component yeah. of it, you know?
1: But that story yeah. about, the I mean, with the, all that work and the tobaccos and the rarity and and making sure that the draw is on every single cigar is perfect. I mean, that's a story that, like Kevin said, when you look, when you walk into a humidor, you're like, oh, well, there's a cigar at that price. But when you know that story behind it, it it'll it'll draw you over to 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 buy one or two. Yeah,
2: we we never we never suspected. Like year round, we're working. We're we're, we're, we're finding that's the right amazing. Candidate. For for you know for the cigar that year, it's a, it's it. Listen, I'm 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 not I'm not bullshit. I'm not. It's a lot of work. It really is. It's a lot
1: of work for a few hundred boxes of cigar. It really is. <laughs> and, re- and reproduce something <laughs> I mean, that I mean, it like, reproduce <laughs> something that original yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you said, Disney World the first couple of years, and after that, it's like okay, yeah, it's now like, what? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, so that, <laughs> that leads us
0: in our next question for Ricky, and I, and maybe it's the same thing. What was the hardest project you worked on? Is it would it be the Specter?
2: Cooper Connecticut, well, okay. Why Connecticut.
0: why why so on that
2: cigar? Well, it was more pressure, right? Like like it was, you know, Specter was like, "Hey, we just want something dope. Have fun. You know, yeah, no budget." Cooper Connecticut was different. It was going to live on the price sheet. Our sales guys to have to sell this day in, day out for who knows how many years. Who knows how many iterations of the cigar was going to be made? So it had to be really consistent. But it also uh, it couldn't just be a oh, by the way, Connecticut, right? Um, you know, overall, yeah. like, we don't make any headbangers as far as, you know, nicotine bombs, superstars. Yeah, but as far as in an ultra-premium space, our stuff is typically fuller than if you look at our competitors in that space. So the Connecticut had to be something that's, that stood up. I'm not a big Connecticut Jay guy, so I wanted it to be a Connecticut that I could stand at a table uh, uh, for a guy who's going to drop, you know, 20 bucks on one cigar or 400 on the box of cigars. And I can tell them why that Connecticut is special. So there was a lot of pressure with that. Um, and we're fortunate in that we have, again, access to, to tobaccos that a lot of people don't have. I mean, you know, our company has been 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 uh, uh, growing tobacco with the Thrall family up in the Connecticut River Valley for a hundred years. The Thrall family has been growing in that region since they landed off of May in 1646. <laughs> so we have incredible t- t- tobacco out of Connecticut, including real true Connecticut shade grown in Connecticut, which yeah. nobody has anymore. So going into it, I'm thinking, okay, we have this tobacco. We have to use this tobacco. That tobacco did not want to cooperate. It just, it was just, it was just based on the blend that we were working on. It was just a little too vegetal, um, uh, uh not creamy enough. Uh, and, I, and instead of like giving up on the wrapper, we're tweaking the blend to try to, you know, Overcome and 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 if the rapper doesn't have the characteristics you want, you're not going to overcome it. I mean, the rapper's yeah. only 35 percent, 40 percent of of the profile. You know, a lot of people don't know that, so it's hard to you can't muscle over that, right? So, um, so we missed it. We missed the launch date, and and that was kind of me being pigheaded. Rick and he was there. That's why he's asking that question because he was there with me, and he's telling me, bro, this is not it. I'm thinking it's got to be it. He's like, it's not it, bro. <laughs> so. Um, so that was hard, uh, uh because again we, we we lost a little bit of time, um but ultimately landed on a cigar that I I, I smoke almost every day. Uh oh, hold on one second. My battery I thought my phone I thought my computer was plugged up, but it's not in one second, guys. All right. We're good. I'm right here, I'm right here, I'm right here. All right. Catastrophe is working. So All right.
0: So how, so how long did that cigar take, you know, when, when, you know, when they came to you or, you know, it's like, hey, we need a Connecticut. What was the the, the time frame on that uh, before? I don't know exactly.
2: Uh, so we launched it in 2019 and uh, I came on board in 2017. So we, we were talking about it uh, in late 2017. But the uh, very first cigar I did was Silencio, uh, which is my private brand. Then uh, Spectre was 2018, I think. I think
1: 2018,
2: 2019. Um, so we were talking about it. Um, so I, don't, I don't remember when we started actually working on that, uh, at least a year before. Um, but it it, it it took it took a little bit longer than it should have. I think we were trying to launch it somewhere in, in March of twenty nineteen, and we didn't get it out till then, the summer. So.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, but, I mean, it's it's just good to know and hear that yeah. story that you just, you know, it was, you know, you know, you just didn't launch it because you had a date. There, I mean, you know how you know big companies, yeah, big owners, they're like, you know what, it is what it is, get it to market and let's let's
2: I, 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 I didn't want that smoke, man. We couldn't like there it had to be a cigar. And listen, I I'm not I'm not uh uh I'm not delusional, right? Like mean, got 330 million people in America. Not everybody likes the same thing, right? Yeah. So I don't expect that we're ever gonna put a cigar out that has uh, uh, uh a general consensus of everybody liking. It. So I wasn't so much concerned that I wanted to put a, a Connecticut shade out that everybody was gonna like. That's just that's impossible. And no cigar is gonna be that cigar. But I damn well better believe that it's a cigar that I'm gonna like, right? Yeah. So that that's that's kind of like uh, uh how I have always approached it. Um and even and I'm never my feelings are never hurt. So like, hey, no, I say, no, care for this cigar. That's why we make other cigars. That it's our job to make something that you're gonna like. It's not your job to to, to make yourself like everything you put out you
0: know what I mean? Oh, it, huh. exactly. Okay. Uh, and then and then Ricky's last question, uh what project are you most proud of?
2: Huh. I don't know, man. I uh I, I, I think I think I'm just kind of proud of where we are as a brand. Like like and I don't I don't I don't want to sort of you know take a a democratic approach to it or whatever. No, no, no. I, I, I,
0: that's a That's a great but, answer. It yeah, yeah, really is. Yeah.
2: Overall, man, I mean, because uh, this is a very, very uh, mature brand when I came on board, right? Um, and you know what I'm, I'm most proud of? I still run across so many uh, hardcore, long-time, you know, cigar smokers who are like, yeah, I never tried a Cohiba." And I'm thinking, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. and at first, at first, I was blown away, like you know, but now it's like, okay, great, this is this is this is this is a blank canvas right here, all right? You know, so I, I, I'm excited about that. That we still have so much more uh, runway, man. That 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 you know, um, like again, like you, you're smoking one of the original releases, and to you, it's new. So we still have a lot of that, man. Uh, so 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 I'm proud about, um, you know, a, a brand can be as as seasoned as as mature as as we are. But we're still breaking new ground and and and, and touching new consumers and um, mm-hmm. and 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 you know working hard to, to to try to bring new experiences to the market as much as we can you know so um, I'm just 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 proud of Brandon like we, we've 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 had some exceptional growth over the last few years man and, and we have an incredible team incredible uh, uh, tobacco guys down at the factory that do incredible work
1: and, uh, and
2: and and I sort of joke that it's sort of like uh, people see me and I get a lot of the credit. But it's sort of like I'm like a, I'm like an F1 driver, like like okay yeah I'm driving the car I do a lot of the work you know as it yeah. relates to when, when the rubber hits the road and yeah I understand all the mechanics and I can do a lot of that but but you know somebody had to build a car there's a pit crew there's what you know like like so so we just have a great team man we have a great team and and I'm really proud of what the team does in spite of you know a lot of ups and downs in the industry. Uh, uh, a lot of changes internally, like like you know, it's not for nothing when the company comes in. You know, uh, uh, inside our company, I'm kind of in a cocoon in the Cohiba, but still, it affects the infrastructure and the nuts yeah. and things a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, and we still, um, you know, people just kind of keep their head down and just stay focused, especially uh, within the Cohiba uh, uh, team. You know, there's a certain uh, pride, I guess, and a certain level of focus that 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 I'm fortunate. To uh, to uh, you know to benefit from with uh, with the team and, and the factories uh, so it's <laughs> so, a lot of proud about where, pride about where we are man what we're doing
0: right, right on and then just awesome. let everybody know I, I've switched over to the uh, the Cohiba Connecticut um, and okay. like I said it's you know as in connecticut's I probably only stock in my humidor's five or six connecticut's and this is always. Always one of them. You know, I'm, you know, I, I, I like the cigar. I mean, I, you know, I'm smoking it after, after the red dot, you know, which was a little bit fuller of a cigar, but this cigar is you still. Mean, you
2: taste them. I mean, you got, you got six different leaves in five different countries. I mean, that's just not normal for Connecticut. So no, so not, you, not. You
0: not at all. So, so, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, Ricky. Now I know, you know, picture is hard to do it justice and you can never tell through pictures who's taller. You or Ricky. I can't tell.
2: <laughs> um, how, you you know, know, you talk, who's taller, Ricky or my fourteen-year-old daughter?
0: Yeah, yeah. How 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 tall are you? Because I've met Ricky. Ricky's shorter than me. I'm six one. So you look I'm, like you're taller than me. I'm six six. Okay, you're six six. Okay, so yeah, a little a bit taller than you,
2: A little bit taller than Ricky. Just
0: okay. Yeah. So I, I'm looking. I'm like, man, how tall is uh Sean? You know, yeah. but uh, uh, Rick, Ricky's a great. I. I I fell in love with him, uh, his daughter, what an amazing young lady, Yeah, yeah. you know, mean, he's
2: small in stature, but large in character, man. I, lo- I love that dude. That's that's that's, that is my dude.
0: That, that's it. And then you had mentioned, uh, um, uh, we've talked about Ricky a lot. You'd mentioned earlier, uh, Laurel Tilly, you know, we had Laurel on the show, um, <clears throat> last year, we're going to have Laurel on the show again next month. You're know, talking about her new, my girl. You know, her, her new, her new venture. Um, Working with with Ricky and Laurel so long. What 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 is something that you took away from to the both of them? That like you still, like when you know when you go to work every day, it's like that's one thing that Laurel taught me, or I learned from her, or Ricky that you still still you know pulled
2: true. So with, 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 with Rick, there was there was sort of um, um, you know we're older, obviously uh, you know kids uh, been in the industry a long time. Uh, you know, I was a cigar maker of my own brand. I mean, he came up, you know, uh, uh, sort of a more of a classic way uh, of becoming a blender under Benjamin Indes. Um But, but, but our, our tracks were kind of similar, right? And we met both early in our careers, so we had a different um, interaction, uh, um, I, I guess, from him. And and I, I remember just early on, like our our first discussion that we connected around was was tobacco like and i remember when he introduced me to benji menendez like he introduced me said my name and uh and and the next thing he said is this is a tobacco guy you know so that was kind of like all about uh, always our thing and laura when i first met her she was you know younger i'm thinking yes, like like um, being a you know old guy right like guy <laughs> you see you know it used to be you see girls in the cigar and she "Oh, cute little girl whatever um uh, I learned from her. Don't judge a book by, your cupboard, or by, 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 by its cover. Listen, you had her on your show. You have her on again. She is gangster. She, she, she knows. And she, and she is, she is a little bit more cerebral. Even like, like, um, I joke with people that i have done everything in this business of grow tobacco. I think Laurel can actually grow tobacco. Like, when <laughs> she gets <clears throat> about just the, the the components in the soil and how it affects the the. the, the <clears throat> uh, uh, the, the flavor profile of tobacco and so forth. Um you know she kind of got hers um through you know sort of self-acquisition. I learned by trial, you know, the, the trial by fire, you know, we have my own brand and going to factories just, you know, kind of having to do it, having to do it, and picked it up over time. Rick learned it in again more of a classical way, uh, uh spending, you know, uh, crazy amounts of time under Benji Menendez. Laurel just learned hers just off of a personal curiosity. You know, like 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 she would just research and read. Uh, Certainly spent her time uh, at the factories, but she didn't have like uh, there was no platform to sort of drag her along. My company, you know, my brand dragged me along. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Rick w- within General Cigar under Benjamin Mendez that sort of dragged him along. Uh, Laura just went after it on her own, man, and uh, and and went from uh, uh, being someone who worked events for General Cigar uh, to somebody's like, yo, this one here. Okay. <clears throat> Force is strong with this one, right? And, and and to go from that, from working a cigar store, uh, 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 to working events for General Cigars is like, okay, we're going to put you out front for the next phase of Macanudo, the largest cigar brand on the planet. Listen, man, that's that's heavy, that's heavy. That
0: that, that is, and wow. and I didn't know Mac Macanudo is the largest cigar brand.
2: Yes. Wow.
0: Yes. I I I did not know right? that. Like so. right. you probably know,
2: the last thing everybody's saying, like, How does any smoke macadamia Well, somebody's smoking right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's
0: it, so, so, somebody's ov- obviously uh smoking them. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a cigar you mentioned a little bit ago, which I had never even heard about until like I said doing the research on the show. You had mentioned the Silencio, what is, what is that cigar?
2: So, Silencio, um, when I first came on board, we wanted to do a cigar and it wasn't supposed to be. Well, I'm not I'm not gonna say it wasn't supposed to be called Silencio. Silencio was sort of like that was like a a, a place marker. That's the name we gave it internally, because we wanted to do a cigar that was kind of not a secret, but a cigar that you can't really get. Uh the reps can never sell it. Uh it's kind of it's my personal blend. Uh um, and, and we weren't talking about it outside of our group. So it was sort of codenamed Silencio. Uh, and we wanted it to be something that sort of signified um sort of a, a lot of my experience as a, as a cigar maker and also signify uh, some of the key points of Cohiba as a brand. So you talk about Cohiba being known, Cameroon, Broadleaf, Palota Uh My history as a cigar maker was more Nicaraguan and Silencio represents sort of the, 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 the melding of those, those, those two philosophies. It has the Jalapa Nicaraguan wrapper, Cameroon binder, of course in the Philly you have the, the Palota Cabano, uh, Asian Tercios along with um uh uh Nicaraguan tobacco. So it's kind of like uh um um uh, a, a sort of a planting a flag uh just kind of signifying what's to come. And after that we've we haven't put out a cigar after that They didn't have Nicaraguan tobacco. Oh wow yeah. so into this and it's it, it's a cigar everybody's like, oh you should sell it. Well we don't have to sell it. So if someone has a silencio that 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 typically means that we met at some point, whether it was in Ven or or out you know in public or whatever um but you can't buy that cigar okay so, so you I'm, can
0: only get them at events that you're personally at
2: and I'm personally at there are rare occasions rare occasions that 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 uh in in reps can no, nobody can order silencio like like if someone wants silencio they would have to say you know i got this going on i know you can't be there but can we get a few boxes of and i literally have to press go yeah.
0: okay wow so no, no wonder Craig has never given me one.
2: I does not have any. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: reach, reach out to Craig. I'm like, hey, dig through those humidor's of of yours. He's always pulling out some some weird vintage. Every now and
2: then I see posting some of the stuff. I said, like, damn, he still
0: has that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I same here. It's like he, yeah. you know, he's just like, well, what, what is that? And he's like, ah, I remember getting that at RTDA like whatever twelve <laughs> years ago, and I just yeah. found it, and I'm like, what? You know, so, but I've been to his house. I've seen his collection, you know, so, yeah, he's got stuff hidden, several humidors. Yeah, I imagine he has,
2: a, he, has, he has a couple of silencios, I, I would think, yeah. Yeah. I would think, yeah.
0: So, so, and then the next one I want to talk about is the one that you guys just had the press release for, mm-hmm. the – uh the Cohiba Siri M. I haven't, uh, I haven't had that one yet uh, either, oh, but, but that's a new one. Uh, what is it? Just a new size this year. So yeah.
2: Yeah. So that, that blend doesn't change. It's going to be uh the third release of it. And we're releasing it in the classic, uh, uh Permanente, uh, seven by, uh, by 52, uh, great size, uh, mm. so a lot creamier, rich cedar. great cigar. Um, and of course that cigar is a cigar, uh, that we make, uh, uh, here in the USA. we make making in little Vanna, uh, on Calle Ocho with the uh, Titan the bronze, uh, which, you know, it's like family to me. I mean, I started making cigars with Titan to bronze back in 2010. Um, Willie and I sitting in the back, you know, rolling up legal Miamis. Um, so it was great to kind of come full circle and, 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 and bring a project to, uh, to, you know, an incredible factory, incredible family, uh, uh, and also have it made, uh, uh, here in the USA, man. So that's a, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty
0: yeah. Uh, my, my, my buddy, Ed had sent me a message uh, through Facebook messenger, um, he said he'd made some great cigars over the years with El Titan de Bronze under his El Primer Mundo company. How did that experience his relationship with Sandy influence his approach to the Cohiba M? So was it, was it your, you know, you know, because you worked with Sandy before, you know, did you want to, you know, I mean, I mean, I, how did the whole Cohiba M come about, you know, and then so I
2: mentioned doing something with, uh, with Titan de Bronze. This is probably in 2019 or 2018 or 2019. I mentioned it. Um, and we had a, 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 a the senior brand guy at the time ended up uh, leaving the company. Um, so uh, the discussions kind of laid dead. Uh, but then Chris Tarr, uh, senior VP uh, uh, on the market side, uh, he just called me out of the blue. I mean, a couple of years ago now, I guess. And it's like, you know, you know the people at Titan, right? I was like, yeah, of course I do. It's like, think they'll do a cigar for us? I was like, yeah, I think they will. I kinda, it was kind of like my idea. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you know, so they had to. I was like, you guys show sure you want. We got to talk through it because I mean, obviously that's going to be super super small production, right? Um, we're going to take up a lot of space in the factory, um, and then it has to be right. Uh, so we had a lot of discussions around what the cigar should be, um, how many boxes can we uh, make effectively um, uh, while not just really really gumming up the machine for them because it's a tiny factory. And uh, yeah, so we we figured it out, man. It's a it's been a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun. I mean, I, that's where I learned the roll cigar. So, so it's great to kind of go back there and uh and uh, I mean it's that, family. I mean, Drew, you know, Drew Estates uh uh obviously they make stuff there and and uh and that you know that, that goes back to man Willie and I uh 2010 uh League of Miami, um, you know, uh, I launched it in New Orleans and, and we go to Jonathan's booth. I you know Jonathan at the time uh Drew Estates was actually doing my warehouse and shipping. Uh, okay. That, that, that's how close you know I was with, uh, with Jonathan, still close. Um, so that's how the conversation even started with uh, Willie and Jonathan. and uh, We ended up back uh, uh, in Miami mm-hmm. a week after that, having cigars at uh, Sergio's over in Gables and talking, then went to the factory and sat there. So, I mean, it's just like, it, it, that, that's how I came up, man. So it's, it's really, really cool to have, you know, uh, a brand like Cohiba, which is such a big brand, such a story brand, um, um, you know, to, to, to you know, head a balls to say, okay, well, we're going to go to the small tiny family owned factory that Cagliocco makes it That was, that was, that was really, really exciting for me. So
0: yeah. And if anybody's in Miami, I would definitely recommend that you take a little tour <coughs> of, of uh, El Titan to bronze. Cause I don't think people realize, cause people always say, like you said, it's a small factory. Ooh, no, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a tiny. I mean, it's like the size of a, I mean, it's smaller than your typical house. I mean, I, I can't see that factory being and it's crazy
2: is double the size. It was when I started making cigars. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, wow. it, it,
0: it can't be 2000 square feet now, you know, where the rollers are, you know, where, where they, where they actually roll, you know? So, I mean, I remember Jessica and I, we were down there. We we're meeting Craig, you know, and his wife. Um, And I circled the block two or three times and I kept seeing <laughs> L.T. and Bronze, and I'm like, okay, that must be the office. Where's the factory? So we actually parked, went in and we're like, you know, and met Sandy at the front, you know, just like working the counter, you know, and I'm like, hey, we're looking for like the factory, and we saw a couple of tables, and she's like, This is it. And I'm like, what? I keep Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what you guys, I mean, are producing, I mean, some cigars out of that place. So yeah, yeah. um, did did Willie, you know, was he involved in the, the 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 M at all? Did he try and stay away from it? I know you know you don't want him, you know.
2: Oh, man, I mean, I that I wouldn't want him. I about want about him, 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 but yeah,
0: I mean, no, it's a poor I mean,
2: cigar. Yeah, matter of fact, <laughs> we—it was crazy. Uh, you know, COVID hit, and 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 uh, it was kind of dicey, just you know, trying to do stuff there. So, yeah, I, I think I've in 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 all the years, uh, three years we've been doing it, I, I've only actually uh, spent time with Willie at the factory maybe once. Uh, oh, okay. No, but I've been I've been there, and I've gone to his house, and we, we had cigars, real. But yeah, he's not involved in the project at all for for, for good reason. Um, you know, even the tobaccos we have, like um, the Corojo wrapper that we have uh, uh, on the M, is is not a wrapper that's on any other factory there, uh, any other uh, cigar there. Uh, of course, the political binder, uh, that's that's one of our signature components. So so um, it's not gonna it's, it's 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 dissimilar from any other uh, cigar method. You know,
0: okay, some kind of. That, that, that was going to be like my yeah. next question. So, you know, working with Sandy, you know, down there, what you know, was she showing you just tobacco she had or being you guys have access to everything,
2: yeah, you know, it's, like, it's, Hey, it's, this it's, is what
0: we have that we'd like to bring in.
2: Yeah. More, more or less. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, uh, the certain things that we, we wanted and, uh, and also um, just sort of selfishly from our, from our um, you know, lineup of cigars, it had to be different from what we already had. Um, so um even the, the wrapper is not one that comes from us. Uh, 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 it's, a, it's actually uh, an Aganorsa leaf. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is the only cigar that you have that has any Aganorsa leaf. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, right, right on. Um, now uh, talking about the Cohiba brand in general, I, I know because of the trademark dispute, we're not getting into that. Do you, do you sell any Cohibas anywhere outside the U S? Is there anywhere where you're allowed to sell that?
2: No, no. And you know, you obviously, the, with the legislation and the sort of uh, uh, the, uh, IP arrangement, um, you know, uh, here in the states, uh, we have the red dot Cohiba and and, and U.S. territories, uh, you know, Puerto Rico or whatever. Yeah, um, it's, it's red dot Cohiba. Anywhere else outside of the U.S., it's the Yellow Jacket. So to speak.
0: Okay, that's what uh-huh. I was going to ask. I did I I didn't know because I couldn't like even just googling that I couldn't find any information yeah. that you had put another label on them for outside U.S. Yeah. sales.
2: So so. We do have a red dot that's available in in Europe and Canada and so forth, but it it, uh, it, it actually carries the name Silencio, which is okay. Which is, yeah, yeah. So, and and that came about. Um, you know, we do you uh, do events. In particular, when I would do events in the New York area and in Miami, the number of foreign tourists that came in to buy up red dots we were like wow. You know, it's, it's just the, the classic forbidden fruit, you know, syndrome. Oh, right? yeah. Because, wow. yeah, for
0: them. Yeah, I, I always think about it on our end.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people want what they can't have. Like, 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 like in and, 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 and our blends are so different than what what's available internationally. Uh, and then when we, we released the first Spectre, uh, we, we allowed a certain number of boxes for the duty free stores and airports and okay. the duty free stores went crazy it's like we need more of these we need more so much so that we actually made a project specifically for duty free though the c8, c8 uh, which is duty free exclusive aside from a few boxes that sort of made their way into the wild, uh but we realized that there was a big international market for the red dot so so we uh in the last couple years launched the red dot equity um that you know that i go to europe and, and promote and uh start the year off in canada i'll be back there later this year so it's crazy man like and that's that's something that was not in the in the in the planogram so to speak i didn't you know and uh you know my wife my wife was like you gotta go for three weeks six countries in three weeks uh, is what i do oh, yeah. wow yeah, yeah that,
0: that's not a vacation honey no. yeah that's
2: not, a, yeah you know dude, talk to my wife she had this conversation so what well, can i come? <laughs> like 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 uh last year i landed in paris on my birthday uh uh this year i'll be in Austria on my birthday and she's like well can it's I like you could come but I won't see you. Like it's, it's the craziest thing, you know? It's the craziest thing, man. So well, yeah, listen, you just can't, you, just can't post,
0: you can't post any photos outside you post one photo next to the Eiffel Tower and she's gonna be like, see? <laughs> yeah, I could have I could have come <laughs> lying, you know, you're having this fun, you just didn't want me to come. So listen, I'm yeah, having so,
2: fun, but I'm having fun doing what I love. It's not yeah, you know, you know the like, six countries. It's, it's, I weeks, get some touristy yeah. stuff too. I you know I sneak that in, but it's not to the degree where you can, you can you know. Uh, have a guest and really really you know what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah exactly care we're gonna have to hit up our uh, overseas partners and uh we need some of these just to uh, because it's in three consumer. weeks now man and, and, that's a
1: freaking that's yeah. a haul man yeah it's a, it's, I, like, I want cigar, I man. want
0: some of those yeah. rare cigars with the different bands just so yeah. I can put them on social media and be like look what I have you know because mm-hmm. I I'm still a consumer mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so it's we all only- wanna, you
1: know, the only picture you get away with is is a picture of like a selfie in bed going so tired wish you were here Click. yeah 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 <laughs> it, 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 exactly yeah I, mean, I try to balance it though I mean, I'm not
2: gonna go over there and not you know experience some of the culture but oh see. it's it is it is nonstop dude I mean I think about it now it's like I don't I mean I remember being so tired like you're running on adrenaline and as it's like this one night I had uh, we finished up uh, at a relatively early time and I don't remember what the time the flight was the next day but I literally slept for twelve hours
1: yeah. I can imagine.
2: I I
0: can. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, So, what are you? What are you smoking the most of in in the the Cohiba lineup? Is Uh, is there a cigar you're always gravitating towards?
2: I probably smoke. Honestly, I probably smoke Connecticut the most because uh, most days it's my first cigar of the day. Um, But but that's probably the reason. The one I smoked a lot of early on is when I'm smoking out of Nicaragua. Um,
1: Okay.
2: Because it was one that really wasn't on my radar and yeah, until i came on with the brand i was like you know this is a this is a hidden gem so i smoked i smoked a lot of nicaragua early on i'd smoked a lot of red dot just as a, as a as a consumer so um didn't didn't smoke a lot of those early on and i, I i've gone back to them a lot more uh over the last couple of years because you know just just appreciating that cameroon profile but i don't know if there's any one thing i smoke a whole lot um probably the most is connecticut but you know um i smoke a lot of stuff whether it's stuff that 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 we're working on that may not ever come out um, um aside from that I'm, I'm also on the panel for all the cigars that that we release so i'm so i'm always smoking different prototypes for a lot of our sister brands as well um because as good as as good as our cigars are and i, I, I absolutely think we have great cigars you smoke them all the time, you know, you you, 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 you you don't want to get bored. So I try to switch up and and, and I smoke outside of uh, the, 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 the general cigar family uh, as well, you know, just to make sure that, you know, I'm not constantly sucking for my own exhaust pipe. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Oh, exactly. And, you know, and that, and that you bring up a good point, you know, so, so, you know, you guys don't release a whole lot of, of new cigars. So mm-hmm. when you're, and I didn't even think about that, you know, being such a large company, you have different sister brands you know, does that, you know, does it come up? Not often, but does it come up like, Hey, you know, this, you know, blend a cigar is a great cigar. Maybe we can't figure out where to put it in our lineup, but you know, where it might fit. And then do you ever pass the, do you pass those along
2: to some of your sister brand? You know what? Actually that's happened once, just once, uh, hmm. just, just once. And this, this was, uh, Shout out to Partagas. Uh, I think it's the uh, añejo Partagas añejo. Um, that cigar is a smaller Figueroa, and um, it's an incredible, incredible, exceptionally aged leaf. Looks like we lost care. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, something must have happened with his uh, camera. Okay. I can still see him in the green room, so yeah. he'll, he'll be back on in a second.
2: But but we were wanting to do something with it with that leaf because uh, I don't. I think it's from. Uh, it's like a. 15, 16, 17 year old camera. It's a really old Cameroon and we wanted to use it, but it was so small that we could you could only make one size with it. So we couldn't oh, use okay. it on Cohiba. So that actual leaf ended up being used in part of us. Um but that was supposed to be a leaf that we that we're gonna use with uh with uh, with cohiba, but the size just wouldn't work. Um, all right, and then you but, said
0: earlier you're working on a bo- your first box press.
2: Yeah, Cohiba Riviera. It'll be out uh sometime in May. And uh Great cigar, man. Uh, Box Press, San Andreas um, uh, has some beautiful Condega tobacco, which which Condega tobacco is something I worked with a lot early on in my career as a cigar maker. So I'm happy to to to, to be able to introduce that 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 uh, that nuance to the uh, Cohiba uh, family. Uh, so really, really good cigar. Really good cigar. Now,
0: now, have you had a press release on that at all? Because I haven't heard anything. No, about no, that. no. Oh, we, okay. we
2: got we got we got uh, Specter coming out, and then Siri M. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh, so you're back to back, and then the Riviera, so. the Riviera in May, and then uh, after that, uh, Weller will, will be coming out. So it's it's going to be a busy, uh, a, busy be a busy, busy four or five months here.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. I'm, I'm sure. That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah. So you do um a, a lot of events. So you do you know you do cigars and whiskey, cigars and bourbon, cigars and wine. I've seen you do cigars and te- tequila recently. What what's your what, what what's your favorite? What what do you? Okay. What what are you pairing? The most with or what are you drinking the well, most probably of? the
2: most as far as liquor would be bourbon i mean I, that that that's my my my, my go to uh spirit of choice so 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 certainly um seven times out of ten if i'm having uh, a liquor with a cigar it, it's some bourbon that that's my my preferred spirit yeah. all right but i probably overall i mean i smoke you know several cigars a day so during the day uh, yeah, coffee in the morning, obviously, but then I have a lot of uh, iced tea with, with my cigars, man.
0: Uh, 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 you're you're in Atlanta, so uh, sweet tea. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure
2: N- sweet sweet 17, man. Yes, sir. No,
1: no,
0: none of that nasty ass uh, uh, unsweetened iced tea that we uh, that, that that we see these uh, these these freaks of nature smoking online. Yeah. You
1: know, sorry about that, guys. All oh good. no,
0: no 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 worries, no worries at all. He just not uh, yeah, made it back. yeah so um last question last question for 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 the, that i have uh for for the night um which which comes from another friend of yours um i i don't know why he i, I don't know if you're a, a, a cook a chef but uh if you had care and i over to your house for dinner what would you cook for us to show you who sean williams is
2: it depends uh uh are, are, are there any, any dietary restrictions uh i don't like mushrooms <laughs> okay well i mean i, yeah, I, I love
1: do. mushrooms but uh okay. no dietary restrictions
2: <laughs> so uh i i i i'm not gonna say rarely i never cook steak at home uh, i love a good steak but i never cook it at home because i i, I like the, the the classic steakhouse experience white tablecloth you know, same we we rarely cook them at home either yeah. Yeah. yeah so 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 it would be that um I do an incredible uh I cook a lot of stuff but I mean as far as like uh uh would I get requests for for here at the house uh, I do the steelhead trout which is uh which is amazing. Mm. Um oh. I do this nice uh, uh reduction of uh of honey, brown sugar and butter, um, you know, cook it in an oven. Uh, uh you know n- not overcook it just just get it nice and, and sort of medium uh then i take the reduction put that on top turn the oven all the way up get it get sort of a little bit of caramelization on it uh that's really good with, with some you know, uh, uh, you know jerk seasoning on it so that that's a good one but probably if i want to like just kind of really i uh, give you something from my roots like really really bring you home i'd have to cook my gumbo cook my man
0: I, I had a, a down at a smoke in uh, this weekend at the great smoke 2023 Mardi Gras madness. And mm. uh, I, I had a, um, uh, there was a company come in uh, traditional new Orleans style food had my mm-hmm. first like traditional new Orleans gumbo. I don't think I can go back to, to like some people like, or you go to a restaurant or something <laughs> and have gumbo. And I'm like, this isn't gumbo.
2: Yeah. You know? I can, I can name on one hand. I'm, um, 52 years old, the the, the restaurants uh, that I would have gumbo at, I can, I mean, that, that that's not where you get gumbo typically, so. Yeah, no, not not at all.
1: Um. Yeah, I remember one thing, Sean, I'm only like, I'm probably under two and a half hours from you, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had to bring that up now, yeah, I was like, hey, you know. Yeah, not- I
1: think, yeah you're, you're right up the road in Greenville, man, yeah. Sounds yeah. like, I mean, I'm in Smyrna, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah.
0: So, uh, 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 Cara, any final uh, uh, thoughts, comments, questions for our uh, for our guests tonight? Yeah, one
1: question because I've seen it pop up yeah. a couple of times on uh, you know on the feed, and I think you brought up a good a great point. Sean is you know, Cohiba's been around for a while, but there's a lot of folks who haven't tried it. So, if anybody who's who's viewing tonight, and we'll view this later, um, what cigar, what Cohiba cigar would you recommend and suggest someone to try when they walk into a humidor if they've never smoked a Cohiba?
2: That's tough, man. Um, it, it depends on what they what they like. Like, I mean, if, if you're if you're really into Honduran cigars, you like the sort of earthiness, uh, uh, you know, sort of baking spice, whatever. Bleu blue. Um, if you're a Cameroon guy, uh, a red dot. Um, if you're a Maduro guy, uh, um, it's hard to beat uh, the Royale. If you want some 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 spice and pop with it, but if you want a classic Maduro, black coffee, bitter chocolate, kind of right in the pocket, then Cleveland Black. Um, you want something on a mild side? Connecticut is hard to beat. Red dot. So, it just really depends. I kind of ha- I didn't. I need more information. Like where you are. If you're right. a novice and you and, and you you know you need the cigars overall, well that's easier. I'm going to put you on, on, on the Connecticut, right? Um, but if you say you're a hardcore guy, you like Nicaraguan, uh, uh really more spice for it uh, profiles. I'm going to put you on the Nicaragua or the Royale. So, it depends. It depends on where you are as as, as a smoker. Uh, as far as your time smoking cigars, right. and then also, you know, what your preferences is. You know? So now,
0: now for me, I say if anybody, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say the uh, the the Nicaraguan, the uh, the the silver band, silver and gold band. For me, I mean. I think it's a cigar, even if you're a Connecticut smoker. It's the you know, Nicaraguan. is not a mm-hmm. pepper bomb. It's not overpower. Actually, Nick, you know, even the 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 black, you know, being it's as simple. Yeah, the black. Looking, the, the, the it's Nicaragua not. It's has muscle more muscle
2: than the black to me. Yeah,
0: you know. So yeah, sure. so, I mean, I, I I love the black, but yeah, I would definitely tell everybody just the Nicaraguan. I think it's like that middle, you know. I don't know. It's, it's the one I smoke the most of lately. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, it would make sense. I mean,
2: yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's for a total newbie, but yeah, if somebody's a, a relatively experienced cigar smoking, Nick Robinson mm-hmm. is, is, is a good uh a good you know first foot to start off. Sure. So
0: that's
1: right all on, I had appreciate it, Sean. All right, Sean. Great. Thank
0: you for coming on, and spending two hours having, your Monday
1: nice night guys, with us, man. Appreciate it. So, man. Appreciate it. So right, so right on you, on you have a good, forward to it, guys.
2: All right, you have a good night. Take care, Sean. Cheers, take it easy. next
0: week we have an exciting exciting show as all as we always do we've got a uh, nick malillo from foundation cigars nick says he wants to talk shit about everybody in the industry awesome. he may, he may have been joking when he told me that you know so uh i got to hang out with nick a little bit this weekend and uh um i i love i love chatting with nick he's just and not about cigars
1: just yeah. diving
0: into his historical love of of just everything of historical love of history
1: um so uh, yeah he may have been joking so basically you're going to take it at face value that he wasn't joking yeah and, and now a whole him. bunch of questions
0: a whole bunch of questions <laughs> and uh, uh uh sean o'connor the phoenix cigar lounge club or uh lounge cigar club is watching nice. i love hanging out with those guys those guys are so cool um what a great lounge they have private lounge so don't look them up um you can't you, you can't go you got to be invited because it's someone's house. And they have a great, uh, a great, great club out there. A bunch of great guys. Uh, make sure you're following Cigar Prop. Producer Jessica, Carabillante of Stogie Road Cigars, Sean Williams, um, uh, Cohiba Cigars. All the social media links are in the, uh, the, the the video description or the podcast description if you're listening to this. Um, thank you to JC Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars, We Are The Muscle, Jake White Cigars, Illusione Cigars, Deep In Flavor, Deep In Your Mind, uh, K by Karen Burger Cigars, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate
1: and Experience. Acid Care, sign us off with words. I think Sean uh, said something of, uh, that, you know, I've said before that when you walk into a humidor and you're like, I wonder what's new. If you haven't tried it, it's it's, it's new. You know, if you haven't tried a Cohiba, give, you know, give it a shot. Give, give one a try. I mean, uh, Sean went through the the list of of different blends that they have, different flavor profiles. But the the humidor that you walk into has a number of cigars that you haven't tried. So there is always something new in the humidor. Uh, Give it a try. Give it a shot. Yeah,
0: right on. And someone had posted earlier, I think it was Ashes and Alcohol, had posted that she was talked out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I asked him the question. I saw that question and I was like. Yeah,
0: because of the price. And uh, that's not a lounge I think I want to go to. To be honest with you, um, to talk, yeah. you know, maybe talking someone out of a cigar just because of the price. Obviously, maybe they, they you know, they, they well, that it's obvious they don't know that what goes into the blending of the cigar, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and the time it takes. So great uh, stories yeah, about that. You know,
1: God almighty.
0: Yeah. You know, so, so you definitely want to take the advice of your local uh, brick and mortar, your local tobacconist, you know, maybe they have some recommendations based on your palate, but uh, don't ever let the, uh, the price affect uh the, the cigar you're gonna buy. You know, I you know I don't smoke a lot of Davidoffs, but I love the Ambassador number two tubos. It's like 18 bucks. It's not a cheap cigar, but it's a great cigar. So just a cigar is 18, $20, $22, you
1: know, doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean anything. Well they say it with vehicles, like when people come on you know on a car lot, you know, you're not yeah. buy, you're not buying a you're not buying a monthly payment, you're buying a car. But a lot of people come in and go I don't want to pay more than $230 a month. Okay, great. Here's a Dodge Neon. You know, I, I'll i get you off the lot on whatever you want to, to pay for it. So if you say, I don't want to pay more than $8 for a cigar, you know, then you're going to, you're going to get that $8 cigar. But if you go and talk about your flavor profile, what you like, what you haven't tried, you may find yourself being led to a, a cigar that may be a little bit pricier, but it may give you an experience that you'll never forget.
0: Exactly. So, all right, everybody, uh, we'll see you next week with uh, Nicholas Malillo.